the nerds take over. Us? Huh? Tonight on Nerdables, we're talking Wheaton's Batgirl, Marvel's diversity, as well as what's new on Marvel TV, our Ghost in the Shell's dismal box office numbers because of WonderCon, and finally, Microsoft's uh, Scorpio releases the official specs. Scorpio! Welcome tonight, Chris, Mikey, Ethan, and I'm R.A. as always. Wasn't Scorpio the name of that uh, company that Homer goes and yeah, Hank Scorpio is the name of the owner, yeah. yeah. That's, why, that's why I said it. When they have that, they do the James Bond. It's Scorpio. I love I love that episode. That's a good one. So, Chris, I wanted to get your opinion on this first. Oh, what do you think of Joss Whedon doing Batgirl? Not doing Batgirl, but directing Batgirl. Yeah. All right. See if it actually happens. You don't think it'll actually? Yeah. No. You think DC is actually going to do that? Because you're, they think it might be too close to being like a Marvel film. No, they think it might be too close to being good. <laughs> uh, well, no, it's the script is actually fantastic. Therefore, we cannot. It's do one it. of those things. Like it, it seemed like it was a lot of news. Yeah. But I don't think anything's set in stone. Yeah. And honestly, after what Whedon said and did after Age of Ultron, I can't imagine him jumping back in that arena again. Well, he already said it. He if Marvel asked him to direct a a standalone. Uh, well, no, a uh, uh, Black Widow movie, he would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're never going to do a Black Widow movie. Well, so and the fact that the Batgirl movie more, most probably won't be an ensemble one, and I think that was his main reason with Avengers. is that No, his main reason with Avengers top. was that he wanted a smaller, tighter, I want them to talk a lot more, and Marvel's like, can we just get to punching? Can yeah. we do that instead? And they but just I mean, fought about it, and he wanted to release like a four-hour theatrical cut. It, yeah. yeah, we've already said, we've always said that Whedon does a really good job of character development Mm -hmm. it's the action side of things that he he kind of slows down on i think it could work for batgirl Mm -hmm. the problem is if dc wants everything in their universe and i would see him wanting to have sort of the nolan verse the whedon verse of the dc side Mm -hmm. more so than have to shoehorn her in to the, the their establishing cinematic universe. Well, I see if they so if they try to do it for the Snyderverse that like it's going to be a lot of trying to shoehorn Batman into it as well. <laughs> well, it's also they do it for the Snyderverse. <laughs> they have to do it after Batman and God mm-hmm. knows when we're going to see the Batman film. <laughs> right. As we keep replacing directors and writers and possibly an actor at some point. Right. There's no way they're going to green light this and go, "Well, we don't have a Batman movie yet." He wasn't, you know, he's in Dawn of Justice. And he's in this Justice League movie, but we don't have a standalone Batman movie. Hey, he was and in. And then we're going to have <laughs> Batgirl first. It's not going to happen. He they was could. in Suicide Squad. I don't care. <laughs> they could, maybe, if Wonder Woman does really well. Mm, strong female-led movie. And well, he does good writing for females. They've already got Siren well, Slayer. The internet tells you he does really good writing for females. He's I've really met enough females that are kind of tired of them saying... Why do they keep going? The only person that can write a female-centric movie that's a male is Joss Whedon. True. How about you just get a woman writer to right. do it? That's the uh, other I'm thing. I'm not with saying he, no. I'm, can't I'm not find someone else. Yeah. But. No. I, the but thing is, is some of the reaction that I saw in terms of closer circles was really people, women being sick and tired of being told that Joss Whedon can write sure. female roles. Not even saying that they were bad at any point, but also, why are you having him write that movie and direct that movie when you have a plethora? Of mm-hmm. female writers right. and directors, mm-hmm. both writers, that are writers and directors, writers mm-hmm. or directors 
that can fill in those roles. And I do love it's already like, here's the 10 people who can play the character. Yeah. Stop it. Mm-hmm. You don't even know what the character is anymore. Well, mm-hmm. see, you don't have to introduce her in, in the Batman movie. You can do it in no. Sirens. You don't have to do it in Sirens. But have you, you noticed, Batgirl. have you noticed, though, that it seems like what DC's wanting for their DC universe is very Bat-centric? Well, duh. I mean, I know, that, I know that DC well, again, Comics is very The bad. other part of me going, eh, who knows, is they still – we're doing Flash, Aquaman, and Cyborg. Yeah. Have you heard anything about any of those films? Mm-hmm. Other than the Flash director apparently leaving as well at some right. point? Where are you putting Batgirl? Where are you putting this Gotham City Sirens that you're talking about? There's been nothing about that's That's a rumor. That's not even a real no, film. No, they, they – apparently, according to their, their slate, they have like 12 films slated. Yeah, 12 and films slated that huh? – For 2019. <laughs> they have 12 <laughs> films slated of which only two of them are in any active development, which is Batman and Flash. Right. They haven't even started Aquaman. They haven't even started Cyborg. Right, and they have, and there are only two films that are finished come out this year. Yeah, and they're slated until like twenty twenty. They're slated until like twenty thirty. Yeah, <laughs> you've got twelve films, even at two a year. That's another six years. That's twenty twenty four. Yeah. So, again, you have twelve films slated, and then all of them were like question marks. They don't know what they're doing. Question marks don't mean shit. So. Exactly. Whereas, Marvel did the same thing. Marvel's like question marks after the now non-Inhumans movie, and everyone started speculating, well, they're going to do this and going to do that. Marvel's basically saying, no, we're doing these four films leading up to, to, to and including the Avengers films. We're going right. to do Black Panther. We're going to do Captain Marvel. And then we'll see. And they have... Uh, they have and Ant-Man too. sorry. Ant-Man, yeah. And obviously now Homecoming and, and whatever. But the, the reason that they're waiting is exactly what happened with Ant-Man. Ant-Man comes out. First week in a box office, they said, okay, everybody loves it. Let's do a sequel. Right. You have Black Panther do $140, $150 million opening Mm -hmm. weekend. They're not going to do, you know, let's do a Squirrel Girl movie. Screw you. We're doing Black Panther 2. If Captain Marvel opens to $180 million, and they're going to go, oh, let's do, let's, 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 let's buy X-Force and make that movie. No, we're going to do Captain Marvel 2. Right. The reason everything that's the now non-existent in humans movie was left blank was because it's all going to be sequels from their new slate. Yes. In terms of the people that are there. And we'll see what comes out of uh, Age of, or Age of Ultron, um, Infinity, Infinity War. Gone. You may get somebody yeah, in there, they may sit there and say, you know what, we kind of want a Falcon movie. Right. We love this guy. Or maybe we want him to be Cap. Maybe we want Sebastian Stan to be Cap, depending on yeah. what happens at the end of the Black Panther movie. They can do Captain America 4 with a different actor. They've left themselves open. DC seems to say, we're going to make 165 movies, and here's all of them. Well, and we, instead of we saying, catch up. We well, catch no, up. but it, what DC is doing is like, we're going to do 165 movies. Oh, wait, we're canceling 164 of them. Right. Where Marvel said, we're doing six or whatever, and we canceled one of them because nobody cares about the Inhumans. Which they're we still moved doing. It to, it. So yeah, they moved it to a different spot. But you notice Marvel doesn't announce anything until they're really certain they're going to do it. Right. Where DC seems to announce everything and go, we're going to do a Batman movie. And Ben Affleck's going to write it and he's going to direct it. What's that? He's not going to write it anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he's directing. What? Oh, he's not directing it anymore? Fantastic. Okay, at least he's going to be in it. It was going to be in it. It's 2020. It's coming. No, 2021? 22? Maybe? 23? He might not be in it? No, wait. He might? Okay, someone else is going to be in it. Awesome. It's just nothing that... They just don't click. It's yeah. just nothing there. So when people were going crazy for this announcement, I still said, how can you trust anything that's coming out of their mouths at this point? I know they're excited for it, but do we really think it's going to happen? Do we know for sure? Could it? Sure. But do could you, it also be canceled next week? Yes. Do they have to have that excitement to keep people interested in their product? 
if you want to have excitement for people being interested in your product, maybe you should focus on the two freaking films that are coming out this year. Right. Instead of worrying about a Batgirl movie that won't even see the light of day for another three years. Yeah. Like, why get people why people get people excited about a Batgirl movie now that you're not going to see? At minimum, you're not going to see until 2019. Because right. I like shattering hopes. We know you have a wish list out there, people. <laughs> but guess what? We're going to ruin your day when that year comes. Do you think <laughs> Do you think that there's a contingency plan? That, let's say No. That, no, I'm, wait, hear, hear me out. You know you want to know why I don't think there's a contingency plan? We're going to make Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman, Batgirl, Batman, Suicide Squad 2, a, jo- a Joker movie and Sirens. That's what we're doing. We've got eight films. We're, what Oh no, we're only making one of those. Right. We're only we making can, one of them. One of, listen to me. The contingency is we're canceling them all. <laughs> See, that's, that's what I'm saying is if Justice League bombs, do you at that point – Justice League is going to bomb. It's not yeah. going to bomb. Unfortunately. No, not ter- monetarily, it's not going to bomb. In, in I, I don't monetarily, studio, I, yes. yeah, monetarily I don't think there's any way that, that movie bombs. If I think that's also was, why they moved it to November. That's so weird to me. Because the only thing they really have going up against them is Thor. Still is it early November or is it uh, Thanksgiving? Just, I oh, think it just says November. November. It just says oh. November right now. It says when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> to be released when, when we're, we're done. done. It's like we don't want to. We don't want to do December because we now know that Star Wars has that, that. Gets pushed out into next and year. <laughs> it opens up against Star Wars Episode Eight. <laughs> oh God. I don't know why this movie bombed. It was going to be so great. Well, that that gives him an excuse when it bombs. Well, we didn't. How do you expect to make a lot of money? It went up against Star Wars Episode Eight. And whose decision was that? We couldn't help it. We had to release it when it was done. It wasn't done until December fifteenth. Didn't you see the poster? It says "release when done." <laughs> That'd be awesome. Video. Now, Video. I, now I want to make movies just to make that poster. <laughs> released when done. Released when done. <laughs> Coming when this is done. You're having some trouble over there. This mic is in a weird spot. Oh. It's like, I can't sit much farther back because I'll blow into your pot stash or whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's falling on the, you know, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, just DC, just it, they don't seem to have things clicking. I, I, there's a lot of stuff they want to do, and there's the enthusiasm for it, but there's no, there's no plan. There's no set kind of mm-hmm. piece. The changes that Marvel makes kind of on the fly, you know, we're gonna have the Infinity Warp. I'm not exactly sure who's gonna direct it yet. We're, oh, what? Oh, uh, the um, Russo. Uh, the Russo brothers are gonna do it. Cool. There are two movies. One lead one. One leads right into the other. What? Oh, the Russo brothers have changed it. Okay, cool. Well, the Russo brothers are now gonna do two connected films, but they can stand alone as separate films. Right. And everyone goes, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. 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 They haven't done that character in forever. I'm so mad. <laughs> they did uh, actually. They did when uh, Scarlett Johansson was just last on. They brought it back. I watched part of that. I don't yeah. remember that. It, it's it's on look it YouTube. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Um, um, but no, it, it's the, the changes that they made. Oh, okay, we're going to move. They moved films back because they got Spider-Man to do Homecoming this right. year. You know, oh, we moved Black Panther and Captain Marvel up a slot. Yes. Or back a slot all, uh, for all intents and purposes. Because we got Spider-Man, we want to make sure we do that film very soon because we want to get him into Civil War. Right. Great. Everyone's happy. That's going to be awesome. And so... Every decision where they have to make changes. In humans is going to be a TV movie and then maybe a Netflix series or TV series. What are they going to do? Yeah. All right. We do, I don't have to waste $25 to go see a stupid movie in 3D where I'm like, I'm bored out of my skull. Um, so all, every, the changes they make are, are little pieces that kind of move instead of going, 
hey, by the way, we canceled Black Panther because we can't get the cast that we want. But it's oh, wait, not- no, we got the cast we want. We took every prominent African-American actor and actress in Hollywood and got them to sign on to a movie about a guy who dress in, dresses in a black suit and punches people. Right. <laughs> James but- Earl Jones, that's the Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if, he was, if, if it wasn't for the other guy being T'Chaka already, I would have loved him to be T'Chaka. Like, I'll follow that guy. See, Marvel – here's the other thing. That we, we, I don't think we've ever really discussed it is Marvel has never really tried to set a tone for their universe. They allow their directors to tell the stories they want, and I it would fits, disag- within, it I would fits actually, within a formula. I would disagree with that because of what happened with Edgar Wright and Ant-Man. Uh, but That's exactly what happened with Edgar Wright and, and Ant-Man. They, but wanted they wanted it to fit more into the formula of connection. Yes, but because I, I would guarantee what, what not knowing the whole story, they wanted to know. They wanted I, would, him I guarantee, to add. I guarantee you, not knowing the whole story is that the piece with the with Falcon in the middle, because right. it makes no sense. It's completely shoehorned in. It completely negates Hank Pym's character yes. to say that he can't build that on his own. That's the piece that they demanded to put in there, and Edgar Wright said, "I'm not going to." Uh, and that's what, and that was exactly what I was going to say was that that. That's the only time that we've seen a, a – That's the only time you've seen it publicly. Yes. But again, you've seen it again with what happened with Joss Whedon in Age of Ultron 2. But it, not to the degree that we have with DC where no, every they, movie <laughs> is, su- is such a there, – there's such a tone to it. You well, know, no, the tone is crap. That's the problem. <laughs> is they may have let their people do too much <coughs> instead of trying to put it within a bubble. I said when I saw Ant-Man and um, – uh, I'm trying to remember the movie after. Well, it wouldn't be Civil War, but but with Ant Man, my criticism of Ant Man was Thor was after it, wasn't it? No, Thor. No, no. What was after Ant-Man? Civil War? Because <clears throat> the end of Ant Man was was him with the yeah. with the yeah thing. The uh, yeah, the uh, the press. Yeah, with his arm. Yes, with your that's right. That's right. Um. <laughs> so, but my criticism of Ant Man was. Not like, oh, this movie's terrible. It was, it's a Marvel movie. Right. That kind of everything sort of fits in this thing. You kind of know what to expect when you go to a Marvel film. You're going to get something, sometimes it'll blow you away, like Winter Soldier or, to a certain degree, Civil War or the first Avengers film. And then sometimes you're going to get, okay. Like, Doctor like, Strange, yeah. Doctor Man. Strange, Incredible Hulk, yeah. Ant-Man, where it's, it's you don't feel cheated by any way, but it's also not something where I'm I'm dying to go see it again. Right. DC, you could say yes. Their tone is everything sucks. So here you go. But <laughs> in a way, that was the great suck, and we know it. it but was there the you criticism go. of Suicide Squad was that they didn't let. Um, who was the director of that film? I keep want to say David. David Ayer. David Ayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is they didn't let David Ayer be David Ayer. Right. And let him do a film that would kind of fit his. He sort does of piece. like really great cop dramas. I mean, like yeah. he's a good director. It's just. Yeah, just yeah. They kind of hired him to not be him. Yeah, you know, it, to me, I, I mean, that was one of the criticisms of that film. But that's the one thing that Marvel you didn't hire does. him to be to be. But you don't. To you hired exception. you hired Edgar Wright right. and had him leave. You hired Joss Whedon and you asked him to do what he's not good at. Yes. What they've done very well is find the people from the creative side, writers, directors, and actors who fit into kind of what they're looking for. They got pitched Thor as a sort of Shakespearean drama with punching and stuff. And like, let's go get Kenneth Branagh. Right. And Kenneth Branagh allowed the people to do what they need to do. The Russo brothers are the same thing. This is – Winter Soldier is going to be 
a <coughs> action adventure intrigue thriller. Mm-hmm. The Russo brothers are like, okay, we can do that. And we have this really good stunt coordinator, and we have this other really good stunt coordinator, and we know how to shoot action. Go. And so they, they do they, – they put them in those roles. Ant-Man started from a purely farcical comedy to then have to fit into the Marvel hero mold. Right. And that's what I think was the division between Edgar Marvel Wright, Studios yeah. and Edgar Wright. And even then, Edgar Wright didn't walk off with you know two fingers in the air. He just said, unfortunately, I'm not with this project anymore. Right. Like, he didn't get to the point where he was so pissed off. He hates Marvel and all of that. Mm-hmm. Josh Whedon got pretty angry. From what you know, tweeting about it and stuff in Age of Ultron, and then running off of Twitter. Yeah, he's calmed his comments since, but at the time, he was pissed. Do you think that Marvel's learned their lesson now? Because Doctor Strange was pretty much its own standalone movie. Doctor Strange should have been so much stranger. Do you think? But do you think a mainstream audience would have uh, that's accepted the point. it? That well, that's the point. Doctor Strange falls into the same thing that you're saying they don't do. It does do it. It falls into a Marvel movie. It falls into a Marvel origin yeah. story. I guess it just it, it goes it goes a step, but it doesn't go four or five steps. It has the same type of humor. It has the same type of hero. It has the same type of villain. Everything's kind of still the same. But the DC Dormammu films the feel like they don't even thing. take that step. They just here's the, the you let they let, give the they no, give the writers they say Snyder here's the tone. Snyder. This is the tone. This is the this is the the setting. This is the elements you're allowed to use. These are the color schemes you're allowed to use. Now, go make your movie. Well, also, we're only discussing three films. That's the thing. We're talking about DC's only had three films so far. And two of them are directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. So, there isn't... You said David Ayers is basically... He was asked to do a Zack Snyder movie. Right. Would be the, the criticism of it. And it wasn't so much that he had to do a Zack Snyder film. It was that he did a film that just wasn't his own film. To say that everything fits into a tone, we don't know yet. Sure. Because Wonder Woman could be very different, yeah, and who knows? His you... wife had a big thing in that, though, too. Yeah, so. but, well, that was, that was the start. That's one of the things and that scares And from what we've seen with the trailer, it looks to be different, but then again, we thought... It still looks trailer. gray. Yeah. It still looks gray. So, but we can only base it off of the three films we've already seen, and two of them are directed by the same person. That right. would be like having Iron Man, Cap, and Incredible Hulk, and go, oh, there's a Marvel tone. There kind of was, but Cap was different than Iron Man enough. Yeah. And Incredible Hulk was a little bit different, but they all kind of fit in the same mold. Superheroes fit in the same mold. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can read 100 superhero comics, and 25 of them are exactly the same. Right. It just depends on the execution. Marvel executes (coughs) what it wants to do. (coughs) Ethan's now going to (coughs) die. But I feel I feel like, you know, Marvel does it for their origin stories, but the secondary stories are much different as far as a, a feeling goes for the movies. They can be. They get more, so, a little bit more serious. Yeah, they get a little more deeper into the characters and things like that. Whereas, Except Thor 2. Yeah? Thor 2 yeah. was disappointing. <laughs> Thor. Well, yeah, Iron Man 2 also. <laughs> I can give you that in terms of, of character and, and trying well, to you develop haven't had Tony that many sequels, though, right now. One, two, three, four, five of them? You've got Iron Man 2 and 3. Well, yeah. uh, but to, to, yes, okay. I'll you have Iron Man two and three. You have Cap okay. two and three, which Cap, let's not Cap, count Cap don't three. Don't count, yeah. Yeah, I would never. So it yeah. is, but it isn't. That, that's a Cap that's a. Two. An you got Avengers Thor two, type. and you have Avengers two. So you got five of them already. That yeah, are I guess you do. Yeah. I'm missing one. I think I'm missing one. Cap three. Uh, Cap two. Cap. Well, Cap two. I have six. Who have it? There's. Yeah, Iron Man 2 is the first sequel. Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. is the second sequel. Winter Soldier. 
uh, Avengers two and Avengers two and Thor two. Thor two was the other one. So that's so five, five, and then Guardians will be the sixth. Yeah, well, we haven't seen Guardians yet. Right. Well, you could if you're gonna count Avengers two, you may as well count Civil War then also. Well, at least Avengers and Avengers two has the same cast. Yeah. Cap two and Cap three. Cap three's cast explodes yeah. compared to Cap two. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, speaking of, sticking with Marvel, um, there's a lot of talk with Marvel diversity right now. Um, good and bad, uh, we, that we seem to find out about. <coughs> Excuse me. So I thought we would we would dive into Marvel's diversity. Um, what would uh, you guys got into a big th- a thread today on our uh, on our message when we started talking about what we were going to talk about for the show, and I caught part of it. I was driving a lot of the time, but I, I missed some of what was going on that Travis had brought up. Well, that's a that's a whole different story. In terms of the diversity, is based on what David Gabriel said to ICV2. Okay. Which well, is, in, in, in summary <laughs> and in criticism, it was him saying uh, Marvel sales, and, and I'm paraphrasing what sure. people are saying he's saying. This is not a direct quote. I'm telling you what the internet kind of latched onto. They accused David Gabriel of saying, we have too many women, we have too many black characters, and fans don't like them, and that's how we screwed up. And that's not what he said. Um, I'm trying to find the exact quote. That's in there. See, I thought Marvel's diversity had been going, doing really well lately. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you have, like, no, you their Marvel numbers are and... totally in the tank. Really? Oh, all those series. Every one of their series has taken a huge dive since Secret Wars. Marvel's, I'm not saying Marvel's in trouble because they're still number one. Sure. But their, their, their year-to-year sales are way down. But would you say, I mean, I mean, you work there, you work in a store shop, you, you know. Is it because of the diversity, do you think? Or is that just really trying to latch on to something? It's not it has nothing to do with diversity. It has to do with the fact that they replace so many of their major characters with characters that aren't the major characters. Right. That's what you have two Captain Americas right now, uh-huh. and one of them is is Falcon. One of them is um, uh, Steve Rogers. Yeah, Sam Wilson. Thank you. I was like, remember his name. Oh, <laughs> it's on the title. You I was said like, Falcon. But I know, but I'm like, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, <coughs> Tony Stark is dead, coma, whatever right. after Civil War Two. So you now have Riri Williams. Uh, Thor is Jane Foster. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. That was two years ago, so you should have already issue eight. Now. <laughs> um, it was issue eight of the last series. Yeah. Uh, so you have some of those characters still exist alongside, but there's no – you have two Spider-Men right. and Miles Morales. So some of these second characters that are wearing the same mantle are diverse characters. Ruby Williams is a, is a young black woman. Miles Morales is, is a black Latino Male, mm-hmm. Jane Foster obviously is a woman. Is she? Um, yes, she is. Uh, that's why she's a white woman. Just, just, wow! Uh, <laughs> I love how he's cracking up on his own. <laughs> no, no, exactly. <laughs> I got myself. Dang it! He uh, turned blood red and yeah. he's laughing. Is that <laughs> Sam Wilson? Of course, you're you're not favorite cap. No, is, it's uh, just a- <laughs> is, is 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 a black man. You have a you don't read a lot of Marvel anymore, do you? <laughs> It's like the dang X-Men took over all my characters. Um, let me find. Okay. So the ICVU, uh, ICV2, excuse me, um, interview, it's, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a total info dump, but I don't want to get his words wrong from what he originally said. ICV2 says, you made the comment yesterday that in October everything changed. Can you clarify what you meant by that? David Gabriel, who is the vice president of sales for Marvel. He's kind of the public face of their marketing and sales department. Right. 
David Gabriel, quote, there was just a big shift in the entire industry, and there were a lot of factors behind that. I think everybody had a modicum of blame publisher-wise. I think the economy had a little bit to blame. By economy, I'm talking about what was going on in the outside world, which led to people not necessarily wanting to spend money in that October-November time frame. I do know that with all the returns that were coming to Diamond, there was a lot of unease in the market. There was money that was missing from the market because of those returns. There was a lot of work that retailers were doing to get all those returns back. Because of that, there was anger. There was anger because of economic reasons. There was anger because of story reasons for all of us. Talk about all the publishers. There was probably a little too much product going out at that time. We all got a good kick in the ass over that. What I had said was, after looking at everything that was going on, we knew that we had to make some changes and we couldn't do anything the next month. We had to wait six <coughs> months before things could start taking place. That's sort of what we're getting now. I hope that clears that up. End quote. Let me stop right there. What he's talking about in terms of returns <coughs> is DC's rebirth, which was returnable product. Okay. So a lot of money was being paid back out by Diamond and DC to retailers that were returning rebirth product from May through the summer. All those returns came due September, October, November. Okay. Big stores, huge numbers of return. Not huge. I don't want to say huge because it was a big event and a lot of stuff sold. Sure. But there was enough accounts that had huge numbers that they're able to return that all of a sudden there's money from Diamond and from DC come going mm. back out to stores in order to republish that. Gotcha. Talking in October of November of what he's saying in terms of the outside factors, a lot of stores have been talking about this. The election made people stop buying everything. Sure. As it got closer towards the end, and especially after November 2nd, people being unsure of where we're going, what we're doing, people just weren't in a mood to go buy anything. Right. Um, it didn't just hit comic shops. It hit the economy as a whole. It took a, a it's that slight tick of a downturn, but it's enough to be noticeable, and that, by a lot of economists, has said was a factor. Well, retail it. stores mm-hmm. in general have yes, had that the, the, And then you have the online and everything else that, uh-huh. that keeps happening. What are you talking about? The Dow is above 20000 Yeah, well, <laughs> those companies aren't retail companies for the most part. Um, okay, ICVU says part of it, but I think also it seemed like taste changed because stuff you had been doing in the past wasn't working in the same way. Did you perceive that, or are we misreading that? David Gabriel, quote, no, I think so. I don't know if those customers with a taste that had been around for three years really supporting nearly anything that we would try, anything that we would attempt, any of the new characters we brought up, either they weren't shopping in that time period, or maybe, like you said, their tastes have changed. There was definitely a sort of nose-turning at the things that we had been doing successfully for the past three years, no longer viable. We saw that, and that's what we had to react to. Yes, it's all of that. End quote. That quote is not only about diversity, but it's also about a Civil War II event that took eight months to complete. Right. That was promised to finish in four months. So with nine issues that took forever to do, which the year before was Secret Wars doing mm-hmm. the same thing. It's also that glut of product that he said in the first quote. Marvel is putting out way more books than anybody else. Right. Tons of series, tons of miniseries, maxi-series, one-shots, annuals, and their regular titles. Like, as I said, there is a Spider-Man title. There is a Spider-Man title for Miles Morales. There is a Spider-Woman, Spider-Gwen, Silk, Silk yeah. Venom. Spider-Man 2099, Carnage, all titles that have been released in the past few months, you're talking 10 to 12 titles that specifically deal with Spider-Man alone. Right. This is people that used to complain about the X-Men. The X-Men had seven titles <coughs> at one point. They normally had six, and people were saying that was too much. Now, That's like when they're summer. talking about this, were they talking – because just the Marvel superheroes, were they talking X-Men, were they talking Star Wars? Were they're they... talking Marvel. He's talking Marvel Marvel completely. in general. Specifically what he's talking about. In this, where he said there's definitely a sort of nose-turning at the things we've been doing successfully the past three years no longer viable. What they're saying, what he seems to be saying, is Marvel threw everything at the wall going, 
all the way back to the point where they started doing two events a year. Right. Their summer event and their spring event. You saw Original Sin and then F- Infinity or whatever it right. was. Uh, Access was right after. Yeah, Original Original Sin Sin. and then Access. Yeah. And then you've got Inhumanity, which didn't really become an event, and then you have an event that summer. You had something uh, in in the the fall or whatever. You have Secret Wars going on at the same time as Assault on Pleasant Hill, which is an event that nobody cared about except it changes your entire universe because it changed Cap into an agent of Hydra. Right. It all comes out of that. It's all this stuff, and I think that, in a very specific way, a thing that nobody cared about, nobody touched, nobody really did anything about, and all of a sudden it changed the entire landscape, and it will because Secret Empire is coming up, and a lot of fans are pissed because they missed where it started because it was in something they never wanted. Those fans, for the last three years, that David Gabriel was saying, they followed us. They bought it. They got it. They went to their shops. They picked it up. This last year, they stopped. This last quarter. They stopped. Right. And being in a store, I can tell you that is completely and utterly true. People have just kind of, I don't know. Back to the article. And again, I just want to get his quotes right because there's a lot of people that are trying to twist it. Twist it. I don't want to twist I'll put my spin on it. We'll put our spin on it. Sure. But I don't well, want to get yeah. the original out. ICV2, now the million-dollar question, why do those tastes change? David Gabriel, quote, I don't know if that's a question for me. I think it's a better question for retailers who are seeing all publishers. What we heard was that people didn't want any more diversity. They didn't want female characters out there. That's what we heard, whether we believe that or not. I don't know if that's really true, but that's what we saw in sales. We saw the sales of any character that was diverse, any character that was new, our female characters, anything that was not a core Marvel character, People were turning their nose up against. This was difficult for us because we had a lot of fresh, new, exciting ideas that we were trying to get out, and nothing new really worked. It was the old things coming back in that time period, three books in particular, Spider-Man Renew Your Vows, that had Spider-Man and Mary Jane Varied, that worked. The Venom book worked, and the Thanos book worked. Thanos book worked, excuse me. You can take what you want out of who might be enjoying these books, but it's definitely a specific type of comic book reader, comic book collector that really liked those series, end quote. That quote is the one that got him in quote-unquote trouble. Where he's saying they didn't want female characters out there, that's what we heard. That's what, that whether we believe it or not, I don't know if it's really true, but that's what we saw in sales. The damning quote is what we saw in the sales yeah. right. of any character that was diverse, any character that was new, our female characters, anything that was not a core Marvel character, people were turning their nose up against. Moon Girl, not selling well. Miss Marvel, n- selling nowhere near where it originally was. Sure. The Thor book falling off the map. Spider-Woman not selling well, even though that book is amazing. It's right. complete. It's only 17 issues. Five of them suck. Four of them suck. The first four are terrible. When that is collected completely, I'm telling you, this is a total tangent, go out and buy it. It's freaking amazing. Um, Spider-Gwen not doing as well as before. The Iron Man, Iron Heart, Riri yeah. Williams, just not selling what Tony Stark Iron Man was doing. They launch another Captain Marvel book. It doesn't do as well as the Alpha Flight book that she's in. Everything took a dive. These took a dive even harder. And what he's saying in here, what they said, maybe, maybe we're seeing this trend is because the books that return to core characters, Steve Rogers, Captain America, mm-hmm. which also had a major newsworthy storyline in it. Sure. Selling better than, selling way better than Sam Wilson Cap. Selling way better than an Iron Man title that doesn't have Tony Stark in it. But they saw the X-Men stuff start to creep back up as the X-Men are sort of the same. The uh, Inhuman stuff would kind of stay off to, to, to there. But that's where they're looking at. I want to. I want to do this first because sure, um, David Gabriel reached out to ICV2 and reached out to correct the statement above. Their words, not mine. ICV2 note: Mar- Marvel's David Gabriel reached out to correct the statement above. 
David Gabriel quote discussed candidly by some of the retailers at the summit. We heard that some were not happy with the false abandonment of the core Marvel heroes. And contrary to say, contrary to what some said about characters not working, the sticking factor in popularity for a major of these new titles and characters like Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel, Mighty Thor, Spider-Gwen, Miles Morales, and Moon Girl continue to prove that our fan retailers are excited about these new heroes. And let me be clear, our new heroes are not going anywhere. We are proud and excited to keep introducing unique characters that reflect new voices and new experiences into the Marvel Universe and pair them with our iconic heroes. We've also been hearing from stores that welcome and champion our new characters and titles and want more. They're invigorated by their own customer base and helped them grow helped them grow their stores because of it. So we're getting both sides of the story and the only upcoming change we're making is to ensure that we don't lose focus on our core heroes. Um, that's the statement afterward, which is basically Marvel. To me, yeah. is, is Marvel spin doctors going, wait, wait, hold on. I got to write something real fast. Here, put this out there. There's right. retailers that said they love this stuff. Retailers can love it all they want. It doesn't matter how much you love a book. All that matters is if anybody buys it. Again, I love Spider-Woman. That book is awesome. <coughs> Can't get anybody to buy it. But to, crazy. to his, I can see where there is some validity to what he's saying about these cork. There's some validity to, to what he's saying because the sales back him up. Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, the sales back him up. But when you go to when you go into a store and you see, you know, Tony Stark as Iron Man, you see Thor, you know, as Thor, you know. A male Thor. You see Captain America as Steve Rogers and all these characters that you see in TV, movies, co- you know, cartoons. Well, it's, yeah, it's all uh, standard. Toys. The majority of people don't like change, so that, they're not gonna. Mm-hmm. Most people, go are, you know, most people are going to want to have. I'll get to exactly his point because this is something that's happened in comics for forty years. We want something different. We want something different. Here's something different. I don't want that. Right. I want to keep going because his next thing has has more to do with that type of sales sort of thing. Okay. ICV two. Do you think it could be just that you, meaning Marvel, maybe hit a tipping point? in terms of how much there was of a certain kind of book and that is what was turning people off as opposed to what they were. Uh, David Gabriel's quote, that could be part of it, sure, definitely. We're open to anything and we're not turning away from any reasoning about that time period. But there was no indication that that was coming. There was no indication that the people who were buying those things didn't want more. This is a guess. It's important to remember this is David Gabriel's quote. This is a guess. Right. I think we weren't the only publishers to see that. I've been hearing from smaller publishers, from indie publishers, that they also could not get their books out. They could not get their number ones launched. Everybody was having this. Maybe the tipping point was that there was just too much out there and people turned away. Could be. Um, what uh, ICB2, what we heard people telling us coming out of Comics Pro was that Marvel was pointing to DC as a reason for market problems. You've talked a little bit with them in regard to returns being the pipe returns being in the pipe and that being an issue i guess the question is do you think that's a fair characterization of what you were saying or do you think he's only focusing on one part of it david gabriel quote i think they're only fo- i think they only focus on one part of it when i presented what i presented was just taking the market share that diamond put out not what we devised for ourselves and showed where the biggest hits to market share for dc was in terms of when units and dollars left the market or left dc based on when their returns were coming in this is a lot of inside baseball speak sure. what it's saying a lot of stores didn't have money because they spent a lot of it on Rebirth in May, June, and July. Right. And they were waiting for the return money to come back in September, October, November. <coughs> and before they got it, they had no cash in order to order books. So right. when they're putting all this money out to get Batman and Detective and and and, and Superman and all these books that are shipping bi-weekly, mm-hmm. two books a month you instead of one, money to you buy don't have the, the money to buy – 10 copies of Spider-Woman, 15 right. copies of Squirrel Girl. The cuts made there, and then when the money came back, they also noticed those titles just didn't sell. When the, even the lower numbers that they had sure. seemed to be adequate. You don't bump your, t- your, your titles up for that. Um, 
back to the quote here. I want to find my place again. Um, so back to David Gerbil's quote. Another reason was the industry lost Hastings change, so nobody bothered to bring that up afterwards. That isn't as big as he's making it out to be. Hastings was a chain back east that folded. They were they carried comics, but they were not a comic book store. They're like comics and games and right. records and stuff. It's a huge diamond account. It's not that big. Um, I was adamant in saying I'm not blaming DC for anything. I'm pointing out that what we saw on the diamond charts and what we knew was coming and that what we've heard from retailers and diamond as well. Of course, people walked away. You and I have talked about this before. People who always want to bash us wanted to take to walk away and say that I blame DC for that. We think it, returnability, was a bad practice. We think it's obvious where it hurt the industry. Marvel never does returnability. Yeah. Um, uh, I haven't heard anything from anybody today saying what a great thing it was for the industry. Maybe I didn't ask them that, but nobody came back and denied there were cash flow problems as a result of returnability. It's the only thing I can say that was a problem for the individual retailers economically. So that's the, this is the whole thing that went through, and then everybody latched on to the diversity issue. Sure. David Gabriel talked about a lot of different reasons why the industry as a whole, but specifically Marvel, took a big hit in the last quarter of last year. There's a number of different reasons for it, and I'll say that I think the number one reason is there is way too many Marvel comics out there, and there is not enough that focus on the core type of characters that they love to do. The second reason is their events have become this gigantic mass of unwieldy, uncontrollable, uh-huh. late, 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 late. It cannot take you nine months to finish an event, even if it's nine issues. Right. You have to get those issues out faster. Because when you have <laughs> two months between seven and eight, and then another eight weeks between eight and nine, people lose interest. People lose it. At the end of it, we start finding people. We did this with Civil War Two. Civil War Two nine was late two months, yeah. three months late. Once 9 comes out, about a month later, we have people coming into the shop going, do you have Civil War 8 and 9? Because I stopped at 7. Do you have Civil War 7, 8, 9? Because I stopped at 6. Do you have the trade? It's not even the trade. Uh-huh. It's, they have the first five issues because those came out pretty much on time. Right. But at the point where four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, seven weeks go by, and 5 and 6, I think 6 was – no, 7 was the first one that was like really delayed. Yeah. That's where everybody drops off because they don't care anymore. Right. They see it on the shelf and they're like eh. – and then when it finishes – they go, okay, we're going to see the same thing with Dark Knight 3. Dark Knight 3 is unconscionably late. We have no idea when 9 is going to come out. And once it does, we're going to see a whole bunch of people come back and ask for 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, because 5 was the first one that was sure. super, super late. Marvel, what David Gabriel seems to be saying is also the fact that replacing your core character with a secondary character right. is something that fans are not agreeing to. Sure. DC used to do this very, very well. Mm-hmm. Wally West, Kyle Rayner, Connor Hawk, Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson I was going to say, Batman. yeah, Dick Grayson. That was well, a, that was a huge story because yeah. it was Batman. But even then, could do it when, when they first did it after uh, after Bane broke his back. Right. Before Ezreal took over. Um, they did it very well, but they did it in a way where, at the time, you could get away with that. Right. Here you have a multi-billion-dollar empire, but they also based didn't do of, too many at one time. They also didn't do too many at one time, but they also did it with a bunch of characters that nobody cared about. Right. You know, it wasn't. They didn't replace Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman for huge swaths at a time and just remove them like they did with Barry Allen and Hal Jordan. Sure. Barry Allen was out for twenty years before he came back. Yeah. Well, Kyle Rayner ended up becoming amazing. Kyle Rayner. Yeah. Not not only do they replace Hal Jordan as Kyle Rayner, but they make <laughs> they make Hal Jordan nuts yeah. and kills a hundred million people <laughs> or whatever. So when you have no Tony Stark, but you have Riri Williams, people don't latch onto that. 
Right. The Thor situation is interesting because Jason Aaron had always planned for this to happen. He wanted to take the hammer away from Thor and then at some point decided, I'm going to give the hammer to Jane Foster. Yeah. And that's where we're going to go. Thor is still there. He's still the Odin son. He's still a character in the Marvel right. Universe. We see that the same thing with Cap. Cap was gone. You know, he's aged, and then we gave it to Sam. Sam had it for like a year before they set him they set him back right. Or two years. Again, Assault yeah. on Pleasant Hill or whatever that stupid thing was. Gives Cap his youth back. Gives him a shield. And then also gives him Nazi powers. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think Nazi powers is something, Ethan? Oh, I think they had a lot of power. Some lots of powers. Um, You have Secret Empire coming up. What comes out of this is what is the interesting part. You have Secret Empire coming. It's nine issues. They've promised, with their fingers crossed behind their back, that it's done by August because it's having rotating artists, much like they did with uh, AVX. Right. One of the reasons AVX is on time is because four different artists work on it. Yeah. And they can all work concurrently. After that, (coughs) they've promised no events... For 18 months. Nothing that's that going to be interesting. There's nothing that's going to interfere with this as a whole. They didn't rule out having within these kind of nodals that there would be crossovers or whatever. This is what the X-Men used to do. Right. When the X-Men in the 90s were basically, it's outselling every Marvel, one title's outselling every other Marvel title combined in Uncanny X-Men and X-Men. Each of those is selling way more than anything else. It takes Spider-Man out of the equation. At that time, you had crossovers within the books. If you're reading Uncanny, you have Executioner's, Executioner's Song. 12, 12 parts over four books <coughs> over three months. Mm-hmm. But it's within the books you're already buying. Right. What Marvel's doing is putting on something like when they did Infinity Gauntlet, nobody knew what this was. They're like, what the hell is this? Well, it's just like Crisis of Infinite Earths 10 years ago or whatever where we're doing something special. It's out of the, it's out of the norm. It's a special. They're not going to do that for 18 months. Within the books, you may see crossovers. Within. This is what DC was doing after Rebirth as well. They said they're not going to do big events. Sure. They're going to... Uh, Micah will get a kick out of this, but we've always talked about get back to basics, uh, which is the buzz term for everybody who took over every title, especially Wonder Woman, as they kept getting people back to Wonder Woman. We're getting back to basics. That's obviously not working because everyone's doing it, and you're still losing that writer within a month. Um, I think you're going to see, and the rumors are already abounding because they started with X Men Gold and X Men Blue, and X Men Gold is a whole other issue. Yes. Um, a return to that core value of your core characters. I think this fall, I think we're going to see the announcement in San Diego. This fall, much like Marvel Now, much like Marvel Now Now, much like whatever after Secret Wars, all new books, less books. Right. Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner's dead, too. Yeah. Well, I completely forgot about that. Bruce Banner's dead, too. Uh, your core Thor, Avengers, Thor, yeah. pretty Odin, much. The, the, the male Thor. He doesn't have another name. That's the problem with it. Right. The Odin son will be Thor again. You'll have the Avengers. You'll have a single Avengers book that just has all the Avengers in it. And that I think that's where we're going. And where we've already seen it is the X-Men have already done this. This resurrection event that's happening right now mm-hmm. is very much like what happened in the 90s. We have X-Men Gold and X-Men Blue, which is directly re- related to the X-Men and Uncanny X-Men titles that started in 1991. Right. The most successful launch in history and all that other crap. <coughs> Two different teams, core X-Men characters. This is it. If you want to follow the X-Men, just get these two books. Right. Um, we also don't have Wolverine. We have Old Man Wolverine. Yeah. We don't have Young Logan. Uh, they've, all these huge characters are gone. Right. Or they're completely different At than what you would time. expect them to be. Yes. Having Steve be a Nazi is what Mikey's talking about. We want something different. We're tired of reading the same 
God bless the USA, Steve Rogers crap. Give yeah. us something different. All right. He got changed by the Cosmic Cues, and he's a Nazi. I hate this. Yeah. You can't do I don't that. want this. The creators are Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> but look, yeah, there's a story there. Settle down. But see, to me, and uh, as a Cap fan, this is an interesting story to go. After the initial piece, the Cap one is a bad example because it's one of the few things that seems to be working. Right. I've read Secret Empire Zero. It's really good. Um. That well, it's just like when Doc Ock went into uh, Spidey. Yeah, yeah super, like, oh, I hated it. I said I would never read it, and then I read it. I'm like, oh, I kind of like yeah, this. Yeah, it was great. And you knew Peter Parker was going to be back, and it was yeah. a good like two years. But again, it was probably a year too long, where a lot of people got into it for the first 12, right. 18 issues, and then ugh, you know we got to 32, 33, 34, yeah. or whatever it was. You got into, yeah, it ended into with the, 34, I think. something like that. Yeah, um, but there was a lot of double shipping ones too. It was yeah. like two and a half years. Yeah, it'd be the equivalent of like 28 months or something like that. Um, I think they're gonna pare their whole publishing line down, right? Because there's just too much there. They well, talked about the idea of maxi series, which Axel Alonso hates using that term, because it, it, it. We talked about it with Darth Vader. Darth Vader was actually pitched as a quote unquote maxi series by Kieran Gillen, going, "I have an ending. I have no idea when I'm getting to it. Right? It's an ongoing. What is it? Twenty five issues. There you go. Twenty five issues in a special. Well, see, that's what I was wondering is if, you know. Kind of that backlash of – we talked about this of you're just throwing diversity out there for the sake of throwing diversity out there. That and, got to them too. And people went, wait, I, I, I don't mind having diversity, but now I just feel like you're doing nothing but you're throwing it down my throat. It works for Kamala Khan, which was – Miss Marvel number one yes. was the best single issue of that year that I read. It was an amazing first issue. It was everything that made Marvel great. She was Peter Parker mm-hmm. for a new generation. Someone who was struggling to fit in, but also hold on to the identity that made her so different. Right. Wanting to be a part of the crowd, but also needing to hold on to her identity as a Pakistani Muslim living in America. That was the exact same thing with Miles, though. When yeah. Peter died, and you see Miles in the background or in one of the shots, you're like, hey, that's that's going to be the new Spider-Man. Yeah. Ms. Marvel was the same thing at the end of uh, Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. or in during one of them. You see Kamala there with her shirt. When it happened to Riri Williams in terms of Ironheart, it seemed so ham-fisted. Yeah. Because you had already done it enough times. And right. you get to the point where you're like, okay. That was kind of my thing, point with but Falcon. Yeah, but Diversity, what happened with the diversity issue is the same exact thing that was happening with events. Right. We're doing them, Marvel. We're doing them because we have to. Yes. This is what people buy. People are buying these new great characters because look, we sold we sold Squirrel Girl, and then Secret War showed up and screwed it up because we didn't publish it for six months. Right. And when it came back, nobody cared. We put Kate Leth on Patsy Walker Hellcat. Hey, she's in Daredevil or Jessica Jones or whatever. Right. That's gonna work, right? Nope. Well, it was like- Kate Leth is, is 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 an indie superstar. Didn't work. You have She Hulk. Didn't work twice. You've got you've got you had Guardians titles. when Guardians of the Galaxy the movie was such a success. You have Guardians they of the Galaxy threw. is starting. Guardians of the Galaxy is in a middle pack book. It's selling less than, you know, there's shops that are selling. But remember how many different Guardians books came out after the mm-hmm. movie? You know how many Guardians books are coming out right now? Rocket Raccoon was only only made like five issues of the last series when he's on Earth grounded right. before it got canceled and it's being rebooted with him with the tech net out of Excalibur for some reason, which no one's gonna get except me. As soon as I saw Widget, I said I might actually read this. As a total 90s dork who loved Alan Davis's return to Excalibur and the Technet, I'm like, I would read that series. Yeah. I'm the only one. 
There's like there's gonna there's three new titles. There's a new Groot title. There's new Star Lord title. Four new titles. Sorry. There's new Guardians. There's new Groot. There's new Rocket. There's new Gamora. There's new. That's why Star DNA's Lord. run was. Yeah, because it was nobody best, cared about Guardians at the time. Yeah. Um, both of those are ham-fisted pieces that don't seem organic. Right. When you did House of M, which kind of started this whole every year needs to be an event. Bendis set up House of M early, and yeah. when he got to it, it worked. He set up Secret Warriors or uh, Secret Invasion even earlier. Yeah. Secret Invasion was something where he was working on it, and it went in there. And six months before he pitched it, or four months before he officially pitched it, one of the editors like, "This is what are you here. doing?" Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, hold on, check this out." So I didn't tell you, but I've put in the idea that a bunch of characters, a bunch of heroes, have been replaced. What? When you can do that to your editor yeah. and yeah. not tell him? That's I mean, what that's, I mean. That's Little pieces. That's what it was. Like that. that was the yeah. great thing about Secret Invasion. Was It was there. for. It, it was there. The pieces of the, those things worked. Even World War Hulk to a certain degree. Planet Hulk worked because World War Hulk worked so well. Right. It was the event was the end of a year-long storyline that Greg Pak came up with of this Illuminati that Bendis had done. Uh-huh. He looked at it and said, the Illuminati would not allow Bruce Banner to stay on this planet because they're all jerks. Right. They're all just complete a-holes who want to control the Marvel Universe. So, we're going to blow him off into space. He's going to go to another world. The The ship is going to malfunction. He thinks it's a bomb, and he's going to come back, and he's going to beat the living crap out of everybody. And you completely and utterly and totally missed the best thing you could have ever done, which is have Thor come back at that point. Civil War was... was yeah, but I thought you liked point. how Thor came back. Thor would have been much better. if Oh, the the best thing they could have done was... World War Hulk number six, having the Hulkbuster be defeated, yeah, and then Banner gets hit by a lightning bolt, and Thor comes down and kicks his ass, yeah, and <laughs> Bruce stops because he knows that <laughs> Thor's been dead, yeah, and so he wasn't a part of the Civil War, and he's not a part of the Illuminati, yeah, and that's where he stops, and then Thor goes off and does the Straczynski run. I love the Straczynski run, but his return is anticlimactic and just a number one. Versus how they could have used him. And part of it is ego. Because I said in number four that I was like, I'm telling you, number six has got to be Thor. Yeah. He's on he's on the top of the Empire State Building. And he's just beating the crap out of Tony in his Hulkbuster armor. And he's about to pretty much kill him. <clears throat> Bruce, I would have words with thee. And then you just have that fight. It'd be crazy. But again, that all came out of a long story that people love. Sure. Civil War before it. And it changed. And then you start getting into... Dark Reign, you're like, eh, I'm not so sure about this. You get the end of the Secret Invasion. Siege, Siege makes sense because it was like, we got to finish this off. But yeah. even then, at the end of Siege, you're like, hey, we're back to heroes being heroes and everything. Within two years, you're like, oh yeah, Tony and Cap still hate each other. Yeah. You know, the end of Hickman's run is Cap remembering what the Illuminati do to him in the first thing in New Avengers. Right. When they knock him out and take his memories away. <coughs> and he's pissed. But even then, getting to. Um, Infinity was sort of built up, but Secret Wars, if it had worked, I mean, Secret Wars as a series worked. It's everything around it that was sort of like, oh boy. Some of it was good, some of it wasn't. Jonathan Hickman started that two and a half years before with right. Avengers and New Avengers number one. New Avengers number one leads directly to the, the beginning of Secret, of Secret when Wars. When the ship comes down, yeah. New Avengers number one is, at some point, we're going to have a bomb that's going to blow up a planet and kill everybody on it. Because there are other planets that are going to come and destroy us because someone is crushing the multiverse together. Right. Is basically pushing it like an accordion and everything's blowing up. At some point, we have to stop this. That's Secret Wars. Two and a half years later. Then you get Assault on Pleasant Hill, which 
Huh? Yeah. Where'd this come from? Well, Maria Hill has a part of the Cosmic Cube, and then it became sentient, and this is where we're keeping all the bad guys. And then the bad guys figure it out, and they go crazy. And the only reason it exists was to make Cap into a Nazi. <laughs> I want to rewrite, and, and even that, if if you want to sit there and go, oh, that's kind of cool, you go all the way back to Mark Wade's Mark Wade's run in the '90s, and uh, Red Skull has the the cosmic cube, and he rewrites reality that the Nazis win World War II. He leaves Cap's mind is the only mind that's not affected besides his, so that when he wakes up in New York and sees everything, you know, with swastikas, that's his ultimate nightmare is to be in in an America where the Nazis have power, right? And that was that storyline. This is the ultimate storyline of the worst thing that could ever happen is at some point, Hair Skull goes, hey, check this out. <coughs> this is you before the Cosmic Cube. I want you to look at you after the Cosmic Cube where you're a member of Hydra. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> we, we're, we're, it's coming. Yes. I got a feeling Marvel Rebirth <laughs> is coming in the fall. Right. And hopefully they'll try and stick two numbers for more than a year, stuff like that. The relaunches, I think, have finally caught up with them. They were working because, unfortunately, people would just dump Do books Do you think that while. they should keep their core titles, like Captain America, Spider-Man, It's up to me. You Thor. Would have, you would have, you'd have five different categories. You'd have Avengers, X-Men, Spider-Man, Street, and Cosmic. That's it. So you have five little sections. Okay. Avengers is, is self-explanatory. Three titles. Avengers... West Coast, new, whatever you want, sure. and uh, like a young Avengers team, because right. it always helps. Um, if you want to throw the, the core titles in, you've got Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, and Cap. Yes. So you've got seven titles in there. You've got X-Men, you have Uncanny, X-Men, X-Factor, Wolverine, and X-Force. Spider-Man, you have Spider-Man, Peter Parker, which right. is his kind of his he life on his own. Book, yeah. yeah. Spider-Man's a big, huge book. The Peter Parker one is more is more of his supporting yeah. cast or whatever. A Miles book and a Spider-Gwen book. That's it. Yeah. Cosmic, you have Guardians. Um, if you do the miniseries for Thanos, Gamora, whatever, you can throw that in there. Where would you put Fantastic You'll Four? Find it, if you have Fantastic Four, that's where it would go. Yeah. And I would put the Fantastic Four in there. And then you have Street, which is basically everything else. Yes. You've got Punisher, Daredevil, uh, Moon Knight. Uh, She-Hulk could be in there sure. if you wanted to have that title. Street, quote unquote, it's just basically everything that kind of doesn't fit in these other pieces. Right, your agents of Shield and that's it. And things like that. And you've got, if you do five titles a week, that gives you twenty titles. Uh -huh. If you do six titles a week, that gives you thirty. I think you can do thirty titles. Would you keep your your core uh, numbering from you know wherever they are? Right. It's too late now. You've you've restarted so many times. You have no idea. Yeah. And it's also what counts as what. Are you going to count all new Wolverine as a Wolverine title because Logan's not in it? Sure. So there's there's a lot of those kind of things. When, when they went to Deadpool 300 or whatever it was, it picked a lot of stuff that Deadpool wasn't exactly in. Right. So it was it was stuff like that where they just kind of get whatever. Start off with it. The only one I could <coughs> think to do is Avengers, but even then, Avengers or Spider Man. Spider Man, you could do it too. Between for Amazing. Yeah. Um, well, you've had a Spider Man and Amazing. Yes, I would have an Amazing Spider Man, a Peter Parker Spider Man. And then you'd I, I would have a Miles book because he's proven to be a character that has a lot of, yes. of, of traction. And I would have a Spider-Gwen book. And then from there, if Jessica is a part of – Jessica could be on the Avengers and Spider-Woman. Right. She could be in the Spider-Book. And if she's great in the Spider-Book, then she can be – She'll get her own book. You do what they used to do. Wolverine started as a miniseries. Right. 
and it sold huge. And like, hey, let's I got an idea. Let's make Wolverine an ongoing. And it went for 200 and something issues before it started getting restarted again and again and again. And right. again. Captain Marvel would be a great book in the cosmic room to, yes. if you put Captain Marvel out in space. Um, and then if you have these type of characters, Miss Marvel would be in, a, in a, one of the streak books. Yeah. Don't don't get rid of the Miss Marvel. Don't get rid of the She-Hulk. Don't get rid of the Captain Marvel. These are characters that, and Kamala is somebody new, Spider-Gwen somebody new that have really latched on. She-Hulk and and uh, and Carol have been characters that people know for a long time. Yes. I think those books. And look, you're going to take a hit on some of the books, but if you're doing less, you're paying out less. Right. You're hopefully bringing in more because each book is making more. This is DC's model with Rebirth. You've got a chance to put top talent in top places, keep them there for a while. And if you and cross over the book sometimes, you're going to pick You'll cross over, up. but that's the thing. You can cross over within your, your thing. If someone's buying Amazing Spider-Man, the majority, not everybody, right. not, maybe not even 75%, 50, 55, 65, 70%, if they're buying Amazing Spider-Man, they're buying Spectacular Spider-Man, and they're buying the Miles Spider-Man. Right. And then they're buying Spider-Gwen. They're a Spider-Fan. This is what the Bat books do so well. If you're buying Batman, you're getting Batman, you're getting Detective, you're getting Robin, you're getting Nightwing, you're getting Azrael, <coughs> whatever. You're, you're in right. that whole universe. Yes. Batgirl, Batwoman, what have you. If you want to have the books cross over within themselves, that works. But again, you could get to it. Don't force it. Don't tell your ex-writers you have to have a summer event. Right. They, they, they're not stupid. They may have the event in it. Like Our biggest storyline is going to be May, June, July, and August. In X-Men, in Uncanny X-Men, in X-Force. Down the road, you get to the point where you go, I kind of see where this could – let's let's figure this out. Age of Apocalypse came out of a, out of a writing meeting. Yeah. Femi Nicia and the other guys that were working on those books, Peter David and everything, going, what if, what if we have – you know what would be crazy? What if Legion went back in time to kill Magneto? After everything that's happened with Magneto, where he pretty much screwed up the whole world, he goes back to kill Eric – and Charles saves him, and Charles dies. Oh, yeah. And then it became this big thing. Yeah. That's where you can go. But to get there, you can't force Let it, it build organically. To a certain degree. You have sales. You have marketing. There's, there's something where you can kind of put that in there, but you can't force it. Right. If you're, if you're telling a writer, look, I'm not forcing you to do anything, but if you plan on having a big story next summer. It's it's movie stuff. Yes. you know they they basically told Wolverine, okay, Jason Aaron or, or Mark Miller, you got to finish Old Man Logan before the first movie or the second movie, whichever one came out, because they needed just a standalone title. Yeah, that's why giant size Wolverine finishes Old Man Logan. They were too late, so you have five parts of Old Man Logan, and then you have a standalone issue with two stories in it because that came out the month that the Wolverine movie came out. Yeah, and they wanted to have a book in the stores that that retailers could hand to somebody and go. You never read a Wolverine comic before? Here. There's yeah. two stories in here. One of them is by Adam Kubert. One of them is by Mark Desher or something. It's great. Here you go. Go. Instead of, here's the last part of a story that you missed the last five months of. Um, <coughs> okay. But, so there's that kind of thing for it, but that's that's where we're that's where I think we're going. And I hopefully it's a success because there's just this was a success. Was I can't say success without thinking of that stupid Newswoman that's on Kevin and Beale. Oh, yeah. This was a success. So, um, what's the deal with X-Men Gold to number two? X-Men Gold number one Num- has uh, Adrian Seoff, who is the artist for the book, has uh, included numbers that refer to um, the Arab Spring uh, in Turkey 
and has a passage. He has basically put a, a verse from the Quran, which, I'm paraphrasing again, calls for never allowing a Christian or a Jew to be your leader. Now you can't basically you can't follow. Sure. If, if you if the pre, if somehow the president of Iran or the Shah is Christian, you as a Muslim people, it's your duty according to the Quran to expel them. Well, not follow him. Right. Whether it's violent revolution or it's I don't have to do what he says. I don't know the Quran enough to really know one way sure. or the other. But they Even? are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Talk about racist. <laughs> we are. We know Rich is racist. <coughs> um, <laughs> you just, sorry. So, sleep yourself. Sleep yourself. Sorry, I'm just going to do it again. Here you go. <laughs> ass. Ass hat. Ass asshole. I know. Um, so, okay. Are, are, because there was a, a controversy with number two. I mean, it's not number two. It's, it's, number it's not number two. It's number one. Yeah. So it's you're, number one. you were saying number two is going to be delayed anyways. No, I, my joke was watch number two never come out because oh. all the art that he's already done for it is going to get pulped and they're going to find a new artist for it. That's what it was. This is comicbook.com. I just saw this. This is just a couple hours ago. Marvel releases a statement on controversial X-Men Gold art. Following an outcry by fans on social media, Marvel Comics has responded to the controversial artwork released in the pages of X-Men Gold Number 1. The artwork in question involves numbers that refer to a verse from the Quran cited in support of intolerance towards other religions, as well as certain as a certain political protest taking place in Indonesia. Marvel's statement provided to comicbook.com as it follows. Quote, The mentioned artwork in X-Men Gold Number 1 was inserted without knowledge behind its reported meetings. Meanings, excuse me. Uh, these implied references do not reflect the views of the writer, editors, or anyone else at Marvel and are in direct opposition of the inclusiveness of Marvel Comics and what the X-Men have stood for since their creation. The artwork will be removed from subsequent printings. Crap. Digital versions and trade paperbacks and disciplinary action is being taken. X-Men Goal, end quote. X-Men Goal number one is illustrated by Indonesian artist Adrian Sif. Siaf Siaf's next novel references into the art, including numbers referencing protests by Muslim Indonesians of the Christian governor of Jakarta. Bas. Woo. I'm just gonna, yeah, yes. no. <laughs> who himself was accused of making certain intolerant <laughs> statements. The scene has a Jewish mutant, Kitty Pride, appealing to a crowd of humans for tolerance. Siaf's art places Kitty's head adjacent to the Jew portion of a jewelry sign in the background, and the numbers 212 and 51 are in the background are related to Jakarta protests. There's also a scene in the X-Men playing baseball. Colossus is wearing a T-shirt with the letters and numbers QS551. Or 551, which refers references a verse from the Quran that, in a specific Indonesian translation, translates into a warning that Muslims should not appoint Christians or Jews, Jewish people as their leaders. Uh, it's worth noting the X-Men were created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, two Jewish creators. Mark Guggenheim, the writer of X-Men Gold Number 1, is himself Jewish. Even within the context of the issue, the X-Men are led by Kitty Pride, who is Jewish and a former love interest of Colossus. Colossus's boss, best friend, Nightcrawler, is a Catholic priest and is part of the team. X-Men Gold was released on Wednesday. was generally well-received by fans. The controversy came to the forefront in the morning when uh, references to the Quran versus Jakarta protests were noticed on social media platforms, including Twitter and Facebook, as well as Reddit. Uh, the references were <laughs> confirmed by Siaf on his Facebook page. Uh, preview art suggests that Siaf has already completed work on X-Men Gold number 2, which releases on April 19th. Siaf is also one of three announced rotating artists on X-Men Gold, along with Arby Sylvia and Ken Lashley. So it may be some time before fans know for certain if he will be returning to X-Men Gold. Uh, sometime means tomorrow when Marvel right. says that Adrian Siaf's been fired. Does it say why he did it? 
because he's Indonesian. Because he's an artist, uh, too. Artist. He's, he's an, yeah, he's, okay. he's, he is an Indonesian Muslim. Probably okay. using it as a, his form of... It's, like, he, apparently, he's done right. something like this before. Uh, there was something earlier. I don't remember where it is. I saw it on, on one of the threads. Um, he had... I want to say it was a billboard or something that was supporting someone in Indonesia. Okay. I think like the, the opposition to this leader in Jakarta, this governor or mayor. Gotcha. And he was called out on a Facebook like other people who are Indonesian went on his page and like, oh, I saw this. And his response was kind of like, shh, <laughs> shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, it was kind of had the same thing here where people were calling him out almost in support of him going, wow, I can't believe you got that into the book. And he's like, yeah, yeah, don't tell anybody. Uh, on his okay. Facebook page. So it's there. It's obvious at this point. He's basically saying this is exactly what he did. I need to make you a new hole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez, that's, Rich. That's can you wait idea. until we leave tonight? Wait until I leave. I don't, I'm not interested in that. Nope, that's not going to work. It's going to work at all. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. Okay. Let me get down here. <laughs> I can talk down here. Um. Oh, oh, that made it worse. Don't worry, we'll edit all this out. All right, well, yeah. Um, Just hold your Damn it, that means i got to pull X-Men Gold tomorrow. Um, okay, so sticking with Marvel still, here's something that I didn't realize. Oh, by the way, the Nerdables crew does not support putting no. intolerant messages. Into, it's sort of like we just had it, and then the microphone screwed up, and we didn't really talk about it. Yeah, no, Only rich. no, no, <laughs> no one here. We 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 joke around and stuff yeah. like that, but on all yeah, all Rich was drawing aside. a comic. It would say, it would say, African Americans should not have cap shield. It big bull be skywriting above <laughs> Steve giving a speech in Washington. That's not true. All kidding, because you know what? If they no were, Sam Cap, I'll be no honest. Sam Cap. No. I'll be honest with you. As much as I love Bucky and, and Winter Soldier, Bucker. if they would have done Sam as Cap first, I would have said the same thing Ooh. about. What if they did Sam as Winter Soldier? <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that when Sam takes over the Winter Soldier role, dun, dun, dun. Right, then we'll have a problem. But no, all joking aside. We do believe in artists having freedom of speech and free, you know, this freedom, isn't freedom of, of speech because you're being paid for it, right? But there is a point of going too far. My question is, if Marvel knew that he's done stuff like this in the past, I don't think they who, really knew because it was the stuff he did before was really small and it wasn't. It was yeah. never anything that he was called out on. It's so specific to what's going on in Indonesia. Yeah. That editorial well, never never suspected this. I would at all. guess that too because they're just like, oh, he just put in a bunch of numbers yeah, on their shirts or something. Yeah, so. you know. Yeah, the, the first two is basically it's a scene in which it's it's outdoors in a in a market or whatever in a in a, in a shopping yeah. plaza or whatever, and two one two is on the, the one building, of the buildings yeah. like graffiti, and the five one is on some on the breast of someone's t shirt. Yeah. Well, it's so also, it's, it's like, also on another. Uh, sign in that. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they see it in Colossus. The big one is Colossus. Yeah. Literally. Um, <laughs> but the T-shirt having the QS five dot dot, you know, the, the ellipses five one. Mm. That's the one where I would have sit there and said, "What is this for?" Right. Because if you, if you put J three one six, everyone knows what that is. Yeah. John three one, you know, John yeah. three sixteen, which is, you know, one of the most important passages in the Bible for the Christian faith. Yeah. No, Ethan only looks at his stone cold. There you go. Same thing. 316. But that that's what the only thing that I would say I kind of 
cricket. I'm <laughs> not playing cricket. They're playing softball. Um, the only thing that I kind of question where editorial dropped the ball is how do you not look at that page and go, what the hell is on his mm. shirt? Right. You know, if it's at Mets 51, then it'd be like, okay. Or if it's a Dragons 51 or something like that. But it's so obvious a passage from something, and you didn't look at to see what the heck it was. Yeah. It's a very, again, in, in, in an Indonesian translation specifically, it's something that's not fantastic you know, in terms of tolerance, but it, it, hell, they may have said, they may have asked him, and he's like, "Oh, well, I just made a football." Game I, I don't think they would like have that. asked him because I mean, no, and it's not like things haven't got out before. I mean, there's there's the famous Wolverine issue that has uh, uh, Sabretooth calling Wolverine a a, a Jewish slur slur yeah. word, using the K word for it, and it made it to publication. <laughs> before, before it was supposed to go on sale, Marvel like was basically sending out press releases going, pulp all your issues. And of course, everybody followed that and didn't sell them for hundreds of dollars. And same thing, they reprinted the issue and it was out two weeks later with a different, you know, yeah. different slur. Like, you jerk instead of you. you yeah, know, and who can ever forget Tony Stark boning Pepper Potts in the ass, you know, right there. And... What? Never mind. What's so anyways, nice? Marvel TV... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that was weird. How long is this? This episode's like four hours already, isn't it? Well, we didn't record last week. We're over, we're over an hour. So How far over an hour? Uh, five minutes, seven oh, minutes. Wow. That's, I thought we were over 45 point. minutes. 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we're seven it's hours an, an over an hour. An hour. Chris talking. <laughs> so, is anyone Mikey's aw- nightmare. <laughs> is anyone aware at this table that Cloak and Dagger is in production? No. Yeah, I think we mentioned it at... One point or another. No, we talked about. Them. Remember, years ago at Comic Con, they talked about wanting to do a Cloak and Dagger mm-hmm. show on ABC Family. Well, I know it was in production because every time I get a collection, I have to pull Cloak and Dagger out of it. Yeah. Yep. So Freeform has Cloak and Dagger in production. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They also so now just yeah. greenlit Squirrel Girl and New Mutants. So. They are proceeding with, so there's going to be a lot of Marvel TV. But it's on Freeform. On Freeform. Yeah. It's odd that Freeform can do two classic Marvel titles and then New Mutants that they don't have. Well. Marvel doesn't have the rights to. Marvel has the rights to TV. For New Mutants? Yes. They have all TV rights. That's why Legion has to. Legion is a co-production between Fox and Marvel. co-production. Right. Which may be the same thing for New Mutants. I'm wondering yeah, if they're Fox, if cool. they're going to keep it within that same universe because Legion is within the X Men universe. So who the hell watches Freeform? Where is Freeform? I couldn't. Isn't even that the Pretty the, Little Liars? Pretty Little Liars used to oh, be ABC because Family. That's, because that's oh, the ABC Family. Oh, I loved I loved ABC Family because yes. it was ABC Family, and then they would show you a commercial about a show where all the teenagers are boning the hell out <laughs> yeah. of each other, and like ABC Family. Oh my God, Kirk! I know we're only 15, but let's just bang like. Freaking crazy! That's why they. Oh, that's oh, 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 ABC Family tonight. Where is this coming from? That's why they As changed their name to Freeform. All have nightmares from hearing Chris just have <laughs> monkey sex on the podcast. Oh no, that's not monkey sex. Monkeys are too. Well, there you have it, folks. No, free, that's why they changed their name to Freeform was because they wanted to do more shows like Pretty Little Liars and things like that. They wanted to do more shows where teenagers. Yeah, but Pretty Little Liars was. On ABC Family before it changed, yeah. right? Freeform. But there's also what's the one about the um... teenagers banging? Anything? <laughs> no, there. It's a house full of uh, Fosters, the Foster Kids. Yeah, oh. all the Foster Kids are banging. Yeah. 
It's kind of like all, all, all six or 90 of the Chicago shows that are on NBC. Oh. That's all they're about. Yeah. Cops, a, cops, they're all, Chicago, all the Chicago, yeah, all the Chicago shows. lawyers banging. Chicago Isn't that cops the bang. only thing that they're showing on NBC nowadays? That's the only Pretty thing NBC's much. ever shown. Based in Chicago. Pretty much. Um, they have the blacklist. Stupid dick wolf. And that and they have the, yeah, the blacklist in SU Chicago. I'm surprised thing? Chicago blacklist hasn't happened yet. Chicago blacklist. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there's going to be three shows on Freeform, and then you also have uh, Legion on FX and Agents of Shield, which Agents of Shield premiere they re-premiered their i guess their pilot episode bring no now it's they're they're within uh, it, it actually Hydra again, isn't it? it's gotten Hydra. better yeah it's gotten a lot better there's no, more intensity it hasn't gotten a lot better i don't give a shit it, it's, you lost it a lot i like time it now ago. but yeah you also watch a lot of crappy tv <laughs> we just i walked it. in you <laughs> just watched freaking central intelligence or whatever the hell that was yeah that's what it was. <laughs> yeah that's go. what it was so you know yeah. what that movie didn't have intelligence yeah mm-hmm. right I like um, The Rock. The Rock's going to be the Jungle Cruise skipper in a new movie about Jungle Cruise for some reason. And I can't be more excited. You need so, to go to Disneyland on the day that he's actually... I'm, that's what I'm thinking. I already asked Melissa. I said, what happens if we get in a <laughs> boat whole week. that he's... De- and all of a sudden he turns yeah. around like, I'm The Rock and I'm the captain. And she said, well, I would move up towards the front, sit down, just go... <sighs> and I said, really? Yes. And I said, that's fair. So I'll give you that one. New Mutants is going to be a half-hour comedy. <laughs> Jeez. And they've already ordered ten episodes. Come on. It's gonna be two and a half men meets the new mutants. Uh, oh lord! Kevin Beigel or Beagle, the one that uh, did Cougar Town, is supposed to write the pilot. That's that's not new mutants. Oh yeah, because especially the the one where uh, the one where uh, where Cipher where Doug where where Doug dies. That's yeah. a, that's a really funny issue. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great issue. But yeah, Jeff Lowe will be the executive producer alongside yeah, Jeff Beagle executive and Jim. Yeah. yeah, well, Marvel TV, anything he has to. But yeah, New New Warriors, and then obviously Squirrel Girl have to be a comedy too. New, new Warriors or New X Men? New Warriors. Oh, okay. You kept on saying New X Men. You no, said New I Mutants. Said new War- I, no, I said yeah, New Mutants. Mutants. I did say, I say New Warriors is something different. That's no, an new, Avengers it's style. New Warriors. That's how they could yeah, do it. Yeah, it's New okay, Warriors. No, new Warriors is not Well, it had a mutant in it in Speedball, but... Yeah. Well, no, the, but there is talk of doing New Mutants. New Mutants actually is supposed to be on Hulu. That's what it uh, is. Yeah, yeah. This is the problem with 8,000 streaming services. I know. They're desperate <laughs> for content. Yeah. New, mutant is, new Mutants is going to be on Hulu. New Warriors is going to be on Freeform. New Warriors, Marvel would have the rights to. Right. Yes. I'm not going to watch any of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> Apparently talking about no one watching. <laughs> <coughs> Lost $60 million. Yeah. Well, I didn't lose it. It's still making money, but... But it not from the, what the production was. No, not, but... It, not off the initial... It's still, yeah, it's not off the time. Initial. It's not like... Yeah. You only get the money for the first three days. <laughs> you don't get that back. You're screwed. What was it? Boss Baby was number one last week. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. Boss Baby pushed out uh, Beauty and the Beast. And the Beast. Yeah. yeah. That Which, was, it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's yeah. movie. But it's a kid's movie. But there's a it, twist look, at the end. They're not kids. Jesus. Um, uh, uh, they were toys all along. <laughs> Boss Baby was surprising, especially considering that, yet again, because no film that has Alec Baldwin in it can ever not reference his part from Glenn Larry Glenn Ross. Sure. That's un- I just, like, you guys are a-holes. <coughs> but everybody, but right now, Alec Baldwin is the hot ticket in town. Yeah. 
So yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that. Well, just because of his, his yeah. Well, boss, well, and then again, Boss Baby made fifty million dollars. 50.1, basically. Beauty and the Beast made 45. Ghost in the Shell opened in third with only $18 million. Power Rangers was fourth at 14. Kong Skull Island, Logan, Get Out, Life, Chips. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, <laughs> Talk about a bomb. Yeah, and well, the Zookeeper's Wife. also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if Life was going to be big, but yeah. So, yes, Ghost well, in the, the Shell opened I mean, with of You got a lot of uh, big people in that movie. Yeah. I don't even know what Life was. Life's the one where Ryan Reynolds and... uh, They're in space. Yeah. Oh, that never looked like that was going to have a chance because the way that they promoted that movie and where they put those trailers and commercials, that's a burn movie. That's something they put that... They spent a lot of money and they put it together and went, whoop, nope, can't do anything with this. (laughs) This is not good. (laughs) Is it Gyllenhaal that's in that one? Yeah. Dick Gyllenhaal. Dick Gyllenhaal. Snake Gyllenhaal. Snake Gyllenhaal. That's the only funny thing in that movie. (laughs) Uh, Of course, you know, next weekend we've got Smurfs 3. Which is the first one that's all animated. And there's your introduction to the female Smurf village. Yep. Where are all the women? <laughs> like completely, they should have left that completely out of the trailer. Where are all the blue women at? love, as I was going through a bunch of like pictures and memes and stuff today, that there's one of Smurfette in the Boba Fett costume because it's Smurfette. <laughs> it's uh, like, yes. Uh, that's good. That is awesome. Uh, so yeah, Ghost in the Shell. After so all well, the controversy. Okay, but what was the controversy that had to do with WonderCon? I didn't see any controversy about WonderCon. I don't know why you said that in the open. Because you said it in the, you said it in the text. No, no you just said and WonderCon. No, Wonder oh, Con. and WonderCon. Talk about WonderCon because yeah. it, it looked like it said and. No, there was a separate bullet point. <sighs> I've been so sick this week. Good lord. So what's your excuse for the rest of the week? <laughs> 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 well, speaking of WonderCon. Well, no, you got to finish Ghost of the Shell. Okay. Why did Ghost of the Shell only open with $18 million? Is it because Scarlett Johansson is white? No. Because that's all everybody talked about for the week leading up to it and the week after. It doesn't look like a good movie, even with the trailers. No, no. but you see, you're wrong because it's because she's white, according to the internet. Well, I think it's because... Be I saw a lot of people but... that just said, I, I refuse to go to this movie and protest or whatever. But again, there's a lot of people that are talking, we want to go all the way back to Marvel diversity. One of the problems with the SWJ movement is it talks a lot, but it doesn't support what it's talking about. Sure. You had the SWJ movement going, oh my God, Moon Girl and Riri Williams' Ironheart is the best thing ever. Are you going to buy it? Hell no. I'm just glad it exists. Right. That's the problem with a lot of this type of stuff. You can talk about, you have people talking about, I'm not going to go see Ghost in the Shell because I refuse to have the fact that Scarlett Johansson is the main. It's is, another is, whitewashing. Is, yes, another whitewashing. And it's everybody another in, Everybody in it is white. And all the, the, the Chinese and Japanese people are all secondary characters. That's why I didn't go see it. And a lot of people just didn't go see it because it's in a weird spot. It's coming after a huge movie in Beauty and the Beast. And a lot of people have no idea what Ghost in the Shell is. That would have been a good thing because go, if a lot of people, I think, who watch Ghost in the Shell are going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's gorgeous, but I don't understand it at all. It's always an odd controversy to me. Because Major Kusunga, although is supposed to be Japanese, she's always she's always drawn as a lot of animated characters are. She looks exactly like a round-eyed white person. Sure, I mean that's the ways that she's drawn. But live-action anime, can you think of one that's really done well? I mean, I mean, excuse that that's been a success in the United States. This Dragon was Ball. a success. Oh God, no! <laughs> Good Lord, no! There's Airbender wasn't. Airbender, that's, I don't think is an anime. American. That's an that's an American yeah. piece. Is it? Yeah, it's yeah. an American animation. It's it's anime influence, right. but it's definitely there is hasn't been a lot because there isn't a lot of anime that that you translate. can translate. They've been promising a Robotech live action movie for twenty years, and yeah. they keep telling them why. Right. 
If, if you're just going to make the same movie, the hell with it. If you want to put Robotech on something and make a remake of the Macross saga, sure. If you're telling me you're going to do the same exact thing that, that Macross did, you can't because Macross is 36 half-hour episodes. It's right. 18 and a half hours of content. But there's a reason why people don't do a lot of anime as live-action feature films because it doesn't translate very you gotta, well. you got to find a good enough movie, though. There's I mean, so I know there's, I know there's a lot there, of people or... that are wanting to do uh, Full Metal Alchemist. They're doing film out of there. They are. There. Yeah. They did Attack on Titan, and it possibly, and it apparently sucks balls. Literally sucking balls. <laughs> People hate that. <coughs> film out of Alchemist has good trailers so far. Yeah. But who knows? And again, this is these Those are, are the Japanese versions. Yeah, these are too. Japanese companies sure. that basically looked at oh, what is Disney doing? They're re, they're remaking they're... everything. Dude, we should do that. I mean, if you're basing this off of the reaction from the American audience or the Western audience compared to the Eastern audience, that's the that to me the Ghost in the Shell that side in Japan is going to be better. Well, see, and that's what I was. I, I wouldn't look at for them, and I, I and I'm wondering if when they the production company is going, well, we knew that the American numbers are going to be bad. I don't think it. I don't think this because it's an American production. I is don't it? Think it's going to do well it's, in the Eastern. Goes on the Countries, show. Yeah. It's an American production with Japanese production houses as well, and Japanese producers said they wanted a big name star because well, here's the bad thing: in Japan, oh yeah, all the big actors and actresses are North American actors and actresses. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of in a way they put Scarlett Johansson in this not to make it sell in America, but to make it to sell better in Japan. Well, that's that's what a lot of American A-list actors. Will go over to Japan and film a commercial where they won't do it in the yeah, United well, that, States. Yeah, well, that's different. In, in this, in this case, producers are saying if we want this to be a success in Japan, we have to put someone like. <coughs> right. I went to a panel in uh, Emerald City, and there was a panelist that said, "Go see Great Wall." It, it there's a reason why Matt Damon's character is there, Matt but it's Damon. such a female fighting movie that they're just defending the wall. It's an action alien adventure movie. It, just, I, I never thought that looked that bad. Bypass, she, she said it's a great movie. It just she looks said, like fun. She, I mean, she, yeah, but you put said, Matt Damon there so people go she, see it. That's the problem, yeah. They, well, no, marketed, but they, put, they, they marketed it right, but it's just – it comes off bad. Yeah. So. They The Chinese production company that made Great Wall put Matt Damon in it because Matt Damon is a gigantic star sure. yeah. well, in I China. It, they released it where the director said he really wanted to do a movie with Matt Damon. Yeah. And this is what he came up with. And Matt Damon's like, yeah, sure. I'll get paid for this. Sure. And he's, I mean, he's not, yeah, he's the uh, big star, but he's not the star of that movie. So. Right. Interesting. Um. <laughs> last Samurai Story Time the Home movie. I'm going to get the last Black Mason Order. All right. So, Tom Hanks. Uh, real quick, though, before we get to WonderCon. Um, We're going to WonderCon? That was last weekend. Xbox uh, released their, their specs for. Uh, um, for Scorpio. Scorpio! So, Xbox or Microsoft? Microsoft. It's Microsoft is the company, yeah. But the CPU well, for it's going to be an 8-core, 2.3 gigahertz processor. It's going to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the real debate that we had with the Xbox One. Can it control your entire household? And if it does, how much of an erection do you have right now? I know, right? Um, the bandwidth is 3. I think we learned that it can't because you have to yell at it for <laughs> Oh no, times. it listens to me. No, it no, doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> There's that one time you were yelling at it and didn't do anything until I said something. All right, well, then I'm not going to go over this because you guys don't really get shit. One time at Rich's house. So, uh, WonderCon. 
We've what been going to one to concert. Better with every vote was the team was, was the fucking phone. <laughs> oh, it's not working. It's not responding to the text. All right, look, we're running long. So WonderCon. Oh, now we're running long. Okay. <laughs> WonderCon. Uh, we've been going WonderCon. for the last six years. WonderCon. What do you think of WonderCon? WonderCon. What do you think of WonderCon? Well, I didn't see you, so I saw you for half a day. Sunday, I, I I was sick as a dog, so I left at two. Um, I was basically walking around like a zombie, not actually dressed as a zombie, but now you have your cosplay. Yeah, usually um, con card doesn't happen till after. Gotta, <laughs> I came home and I went, oh, you know, if I would have just put a, a beanie on, I could have gone as Jesus from Walking Dead. Not Jesus. You don't really have the have the facial hair for that, so yeah, it's a little it's small. I know enough. it's not long enough, but anyways, you can try <laughs> and see how many people say no. You are not Jesus. People say no. You are not Jesus. In, in, in any form, any you are not my form. Lord and Savior. You ain't that guy from The Walking Dead. <laughs> I just want to see you walking down, walking down the, the hallway. Who are you supposed to be, Jesus? No. no and just walking away. <laughs> you're not my Jesus. Not even not my Jesus. Just looking. No. no. Um, oh, my God. Now I want to do that with the winter soldier costume. He's in San Diego. Just walk in and go, no. And then walk away from it. Hey. No, yours is better than most of the people I've Thank seen. you. It was just funny. Um, no, what, and then no, you lost you all think? that weight and got that gun now, too. I bet <laughs> <laughs> he allowed you to get it because you lost all that weight Um. Did it feel smaller? Or, uh, I mean, it obviously felt better than last year. No, it year. felt like there was no vendor selling anything. <laughs> yeah. Or at least selling comics. Yeah, that's it, that's true. WonderCon is an odd beast. I'm glad I went back to, to Anaheim. Yeah, so much better Anaheim because I hate LA as a convention center. Uh, so that was nice. There were people that seemed really happy about it, and then there were people that seemed ambivalent. Did you like the, the fact that panels? they moved the – the access out farther. They did that before. Remember when they had the turnstiles? Well, not as far. Oh yeah, it was. Two years ago, that's where the turnstiles were. Two years ago, they they had the turnstiles next to the smaller fountain on the other side of the. Um... They were in the same spot out in front, and when, I think he was mentioning out by the parking lot that was to the left of the building, like when you walk out of the building to the left. Oh, by the venue. Yeah. It was still. It, 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 ostensibly, it was the same thing. Because they had it right where the building was. Right. What they were trying to do two years ago was to not have every cosplayer in the world show up and just stand around the fountain. Instead, they have it right now. That's what they happened at LA. When the RFID badges were only good to get into those two buildings that WonderCon was in, the entire convention center became flooded with people who did not pay to go there because they wanted their picture taken in front of the in front of the thing. That's what happened three years ago at WonderCon. Hundreds of people outside doing you know, outside at the fountain. Grabbing photographers, grabbing whatever, and basically, I think either somebody complained or WonderCon looked at it and said, if you've paid for a badge or if you're a badge holder, you should have access to this, preferably before anyone who didn't pay for anything. Right. I think the same thing with the lines. Of, I wish they would move the ones that are in the front, and you really can't because of the access in terms of where the um, – Food trucks? Yeah, but well, you'd have to go past the food trucks. If you yeah, get it yeah, at yeah. the small fountain – but the problem is if you get a line there, it goes into the street and stuff like that. Right. But once you get through that first day, I don't think there's really – there wasn't that much of a line there. I'd like to see that because, again, the same thing. Walking down that street or down that corridor uh, at one point to go back to the shuttle or whatever to go back, just hundreds of people without badges and, yeah. you know, dressed up or just looking for – Well, know, you still kind of had that a little bit because there was people – They, I, I noticed that, you know, they – 
people will be going, oh, I need to go pick up my badge. Okay, just go on through. And then you're, you're already through. You pick up your badge. Yeah. There's no badge pickup. There. No, there is badge pickup. Really? Yeah, and there was a long line for... I thought that was the whole point of the... No, that was, that's ours. Ours are mailed. Oh, our type is mailed. The, the well, you general not? the general public isn't. Well, that's fucking stupid. You know, some of the general public is. Some, but not all. If you ordered, if you ordered early enough, but because yeah. they were still selling up to the uh, day of, you could go pick up your badge. Yeah, there. The day, at the day on Friday, the three day and the Saturday was sold out. Yeah, then they should have. They were still selling for Friday and Sunday. Email. Yeah, so you, you did, well, but they, people you, were just, ostensibly you were supposed to show. You had to have. The paper with the barcode on it. Yeah, would you, everyone you, that I saw that was saying I have to go pick up my badge, they made them show. Uh, see, I saw people just, oh yeah, go on the badge pickups down there, and it's like, wait, you well, just it was Friday. Friday was in. yeah, Friday was easy to walk, but there wasn't really anybody there on Friday. Yeah, Saturday when we walked in straight from the from the trucks because I had to go out and give. No, I guess Sebastian. And it was, was more so on the the side, you know, where the the. Where the uh, arena is, where you walk through, you know, where they're putting oh, the was, new yeah, section. I was never there. Yeah. That's where I saw you know, and those are people who are just like, oh, okay, yeah, they didn't really pay attention to what was going on. Hey, Wonder, WonderCon's a weird beast. It's a show that doesn't have a ton of panels. Um, it's a very DC centric. Uh, even then, I didn't. There's it didn't wasn't a lot of panels. <laughs> Saturday, I had four panels I wanted to go to. Five panels I wanted to go to. All one was in the time. morning, and four of them were at the same yeah. time. One of them was the Rogue One panel that we didn't even come close. And I, I gave myself an hour, and it was still. It was funny. It's full, and I asked where the line was, and they said, "Well, it starts here, and it goes into that room, that room, and here." Yeah. And because of celebration, I knew exactly what room you had to be in in order to get in there, and they weren't clearing it. I'm like, "There's no way." Yeah. So we went to um, Eric and I went to the uh, the TMNT 30th panel. It wasn't even 30th. It was uh, it was just the TMT panel. Well, when when and you left to go up there to the Rogue One, I Beth and I were started to go, and she ran into somebody she knew from work, and said. Don't even bother. A friend of mine just went up, was up there, and he said that he, there's no way you're going to Yeah, get well, we also, like, we went up there knowing if I didn't get into that, we were going to go, we decided to do the TMNT panel instead of DC Rebirth. Yeah. Because that was at the same time. And we got in the the the, the, the room. We were going to go back downstairs. I was like, well, this is stupid. By the time we get down the escalators, because it's on the third floor, we get down the escalators and back up, it'll be time for the next panel. Right. So we went in for the panel that was already there. And we're sitting down, and I'm like, oh, that's Michael Cho, who did the, the poster, who's done a lot of covers for, um, for DC and Marvel. And the other end is Judd Winnick, and you know he's written a ton of stories for Marvel and DC. And uh, there, one of the women there is the creator of Giant Days, and there was another woman there who, unfortunately, I, I don't remember who she was. I wasn't familiar with her work. It was another guy. I couldn't figure out who the hell he was. And then Eric turns to me, he's like, wow, Gerard Way looks totally different. Like, Holy crap, that is Gerard Way. And there's nobody in that panel in the audience that like Gerard Way is like a superstar there's so many people that I know that just yeah. absolutely love him and they want to go see him and everything like he's just sitting right there and there's maybe 40 people in that room well that's the one thing about WonderCon is we've seen that before I mean we've seen but it this was, I mean, like WonderCon was someone like Gerard Way that I've seen a lot of people that are just like oh Gerard Way I mean MCR is huge in that circle yeah just I had no idea, and still, I started working at Sherman Oaks and found out everyone in Sherman Oaks was obsessed with My Chemical Romance. Um, so it was, it was cool, because, and that's one of the fun things when you go into one of those panels and you just kind of go, because, like, well, we might as well sit down now. And uh, Mark Wade was doing the, the quote unquote uh, hosting or moderating, but right. he talked more than everybody else. Um, but that was interesting to see, and then to go through the TMNT, and that's really, I can't remember, I, I went somewhere on Friday, but I don't even remember if I went to a panel on Friday. But that's that ended up being the only thing that I ended up going to. Yeah. Because that was it, and and I was trying to find stuff. Everything on Sunday was super early. 
Teen Titans was 11. Right. I mean, Eric and I didn't get there until like 10.50. <coughs> like 10 well, the floor to... opened at 11. Yeah. It was 11. No, it opened at 10. No, it opened at 10. It opened at 10. We, yeah. got there, we got there a little late. But even then, I'm just like, everything was 11. The Teen yeah. Titans was 11. Um, I don't know if it's like Archer or something. I don't remember who else. Uh, someone, some other screening was there. I think, oh, no, the Teen Titans Judas Contract replay. Right. Because they played that Saturday night. 11. I'm like, well, we're not making it into any of this then. A lot of, I mean, a lot of the big stuff was in the arena where the, you know, the, yeah, but, and that stuff. Eric they, made fun of me was when they, when they made the Riverdale announcement on Friday. Yeah. He said, I expected to turn and see just a puff of smoke next to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it turns out like once I found I was in the arena and I was just like, ah, I should have gone to that. <coughs> well, Friday was odd for us because we had, um, we had Stephanie and, you know, and her family there with us and, um. Just looking forward to spending two hours waiting to go to dinner because no one can make a decision. Yeah, well, no, but Beth afterwards, Beth was like, you know, uh, she goes, "I love having him here, but it's really different trying to walk the floor with a group like that." They don't listen to this, do they? I don't. No, 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 no. She wasn't saying. She wasn't saying anything bad. She says, uh-huh. "But yeah, keep going." No, no, no. But she's gotten to be like, where you know, you or me or Mikey. Where it's now, it's like I've been so many times. I I have a rhythm of what I want to do and what I do. I think Bethy's also been enough times that she doesn't want to go anymore. No, no, she loves going, but she 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 likes having her her routine that she does. And she yeah. and when you have other people there that you know, especially when they have a lot of kids and stuff. And yeah, I had, I had other people with me on things. Friday too. It was a Sebastian, Shauna, and Shauna's boyfriend Andrew. Yeah, much different. Yeah, and going through and just ending up, you know. Right. And you just kind of end up nowhere because they stop at every weird thing and you're just like, you know you're not getting that. Like, why would you stop there? Right. Well, you know, one yeah. of the things is, you know, we, uh, the three of us, you know, even Ethan now that he's been going, you know, we'll walk off from the group and, you know, well, that's eventually it. What, we'll what catch I said up. At the end Beth of it, does that to me. What She'll I said at the off. end of it is the social aspect of cons is gone. Yeah. Because none of us spend any time together because nobody seems to have time for one another. We don't do anything. <laughs> no, it's true. <coughs> we, we, we. It's like herding cats to go to dinner or lunch. It's amazing. Right. Like cats who are feral and running all over the place and need to be shot. And <laughs> trying to get people to make a decision. Trying to go to Tortilla Joe's and then having three different groups and trying to figure out who's going to stay and who's going to go. Right. And telling everybody it's going to be two hours for 14 people to sit down and all of them going, and put the name in. And then an hour later, I'm going, wow, we're waiting a long time. Well, where the fuck were you an hour ago? Right. You know, that's it. We didn't do anything Saturday. We didn't do what we normally do on Sunday. No one's willing to stay. It's, it's now, it's just whatever small group that's there, the one or two people or whatever. It's like, oh, I'm just going to go and go whenever, whenever. Well, Sunday was my fault. Cause I was, I was so, you sick. weren't going to stay anyway. You had to leave in time to come back and get Amelia. No, I was going to stay. Cause I was going to go back with either Mikey or Ethan, but I was so sick. I mean, there was one point when Beth was talking to me and the, well, Mikey left the same time I did, but Ethan left two hours before I did too. Well, he's, yeah, he picked up Long Claw and, and then left, left right after. Like uh, about half an hour after yeah. them. So the type of stuff that's there, it was just it was odd because what was it the day after my memory thing on Facebook came? Up. I mean, this last two weeks, all the stuff from WonderCon has come up. Yeah. And I see all those, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember when we used to kind of go as a group and we go do stuff as a group, and now we go and it's you kind of go in and out. I'm kind of the same experience with with San Diego. I said San Diego the first year that Mike wasn't there. Yeah. Actually, it might have been the last year that Mike was there. Where I was alone for four days because Mike and I, you know, we, we kind of would do that same thing. We were going in and out. Right. As our tastes have changed and kind of what we're looking for and what we're doing has changed, we don't spend a lot of time together. If we go to a small con like Long Beach or something, yeah, we'll go up and down every aisle and we're done. Yeah. The funny thing was is on Friday, as I'm, I'm there with, with 
I my feel best like friend we Eric. Be playing sad music. No, it's just if you want to talk about these, it's what happens in terms of cons. Cons are a, a different beast for different people. Well, on Friday, I went Friday and I attacked booths in terms of actually buying stuff because I knew what I wanted to get. When, yes, I would come in and I'd punch people because like you don't have what I want. <laughs> I was looking at prices for stuff going forward, and I knew there were certain things that I knew I wanted. There were certain things I knew were good prices. And I bought them. The Black Series figure that I said I don't want to leave without, which was the pilot, Asti, which is the alien from, like, two series ago. Like, I want to get that figure. 20 bucks. First time I saw him for 20 I'm like, done. Go. Yeah. I checked prices of Darth Revan, the Scarif Trooper, the Red Shock Trooper, um, the Sabine Pop with her helmet on. Bays and, and Jarrett. Yeah. I didn't see those until, like, the last day. They really? They were still, like, $45. Everyone One guy, I think I, I had them for, like, 35 One guy had them for 35 and I asked him, I, he had... He had both of them and the Scarif Trooper that I was looking for, for thirty, and I was like, "I'll give you, you know." I said, "How? What's the best deal you could do on all of them?" And he goes, "Ninety-five." So he cut like five dollars off or something. Yeah. And I was like, "That's it." Well, when I got forget that two years ago or three years ago, whatever at Comic Con, when I got the white Boba Fett, the yeah. Macquarie one, he had them out for it was like forty-five and forty-five, but he gave me both of them for seventy. Yeah. So I almost got one for like you know I got one for fifteen bucks or whatever. But anyway, just. In terms of going on Friday, so when I'm there with, with white chocolate, as I'm going up and down the aisles, and I'm just kind of like, click, boom. I know there's – looking over at this, and I'm like, I know there's nothing in there. Right. Lego minifigures I was looking for. I was trying to complete my Batman collection. I ended up buying a whole bunch of Star Wars ones because they were all <laughs> super cheap. I bought some Loose Joes and stuff like that. So as we're going up and down and we get to this certain point, Eric's like, wait, did we just do every aisle? I said, yeah, you just go up and down. He's like, wow. I didn't realize you did it. I'm like, that's Mikey. That's what, that's what Mikey and I did. We used to yeah. start on one side. And we got there, and we looked at, like, the first thing I looked at, um, because we were walking down that middle aisle, the big aisle. Yeah. And it's where, um, I can't remember, Mezco or whatever, but it, it's the guys that do Acid Rain, uh, the toy series, which Acid have these super, Rain. yeah, so these super articulated figures that are super expensive, $30, right. $40 figures for three and three quarter. I've never bought one, but they could, they have this cool, uh, one of their new ones is this, um, uh, uh, space, space guy, like a, an astronaut. Yeah. Looks more like a cosmonaut, the big, huge, heavy suit and everything. And I'm just looking at him going, I don't have to pay shipping, I don't have to pay tax. I'm finally going to do it. So I bought that, and I bought one other um, one other of their troopers, which ended up being sold out on Saturday by, like, noon. I was really happy I got those two. Did you see and the, I just uh, kept going. Did you see the four-inch uh, Star Wars Playmate figures? Playmate. Or was it? Yeah, the... The ones are the super articulated, the, the re- really detailed. They're they're about four inches tall. The figure arts figures? Those are six inch. The ones like my Dragon Ball Z ones? Uh, I think yeah, they might have been. They're six. Are they six? They just they just seem smaller because they're not as stocky. Oh. They might be five, but yes. I think they're five, like five. <laughs> they're five. Yeah, they're, I, mean, they're, 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 yeah, I know they're smaller I've, than the Every time series. I see them, I debate getting one because yeah, those are sixty to ninety dollar figures yeah. depending on the one. I've always wanted one, but I'm sort of like, which one am I going to get? I was going to get. The Luke looks amazing. The the Luke that Luke pisses me off because that Luke was on Amazon for forty dollars once overnight, and Sebastian sent me a text message like at two in the morning, and he's like, "Go get." The, and I woke up like at three or three thirty to let the dog out or whatever, and I yeah. look at it and I'm like, oh, "No, it's gone." There was like a hundred of them for forty bucks, and they were gone in less than fifteen minutes. Yeah, the super super articulated stuff. I look at those, and the same thing is like, if I'm going to buy, I'm not going to buy a hundred of them like I ended up doing with with Dragon Ball Z. Because these are great Dragon Ball Z figures, so I buy all the figures, sure. or most of them. So I look at it, and I'm like, well, who am I going to get? Am I going to get Phasma? Am I going to get this? And I uh, always Han look at the original. Amazing. The Han looks great, but I always look at the original Clone Trooper because yeah. with the fin helmet because I really like that. And he's also one of the cheaper ones because he doesn't have a ton of accessories. But yeah, I look at all those, and I sort of like, eh. there was a couple figures that, that I wanted. They had the, the they, they do Cap Thor and Iron Man and the, that yeah. type. 
and I've wanted that cap forever. But he's available on Amazon for close to the same price. Um, I was gonna get effects <laughs> for you know that the 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 wall crushing effect and stuff for, yeah. but I I didn't. But yeah, it was just well, there were way more Friday, toy vendors than there were. Comic all there vendors. was was toy vendors, and all there was was pop vendors. Yeah. And there is this kind of rumbling that I've been hearing from from retailers that pop is over. At least the general sort of of that it's it's saturated the market now. Sure, everybody had those. I found one dealer, and it's the same guy I go to all the time. One dealer who had loose modern Joes. He always has tubs of loose figures. Yeah, he had a ton of Star Wars and 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 Marvel and whatever, and he had old GI Joe stuff on the on the wall, box stuff from the eighties. Yeah. And so I asked him if he had loose modern, and he's like, "Yeah, I got I got these." And I ended up buying like two three figures from him. He had the mask. Um, uh, bunker or whatever the mountain yeah yeah, yeah i saw that yeah and he had dino riders and they were gone within yep. an hour those things were awesome the, I, he had the triceratops it was like 75 dollars, and one of the legs was busted uh. like you could glue it back on but it would never move and i was like ah. um but yeah i just there wasn't a lot there was there was no real trades our booths of death there was only one of them right i went through one you know i went through half of one of those prongs yeah I swear I saw the same 20 trades over and over again, and none of them were newer than two years old. Yeah, they had the... There, there was nothing there. <coughs> I, I went through, like, three of those boxes, the first boxes, and there were, like, seven or eight of the uh, Mary Jane Loves... Uh, uh, loves. Yeah, it was a lot of yeah. IDW stuff, Transformers yeah. and stuff like that. And I've had it where I've gone through them going, I don't really want to go through them. Right. So I know what that feeling is. Versus this feeling of going through it and going, this is just crap. There's no reason to even. See, I look thought for I it. thought it was because I, I went there when I was sick and I was like, I just maybe I'm just not really paying attention. No, there was nothing. And, there was nothing of any interest there. Um, Pulp Fiction had their stuff fifty percent off, but in order to do that, they basically brought their overstock. So right. instead of what they normally do, bringing like new stock and stuff, they had nothing. They had they had. I mean, they had stuff, but it wasn't anything super new. Luckily, there was stuff that Eric wanted. I ended up yeah. getting Omega Men. Torpedo there. didn't have really. Torpedo anything. never has anything new. I don't think. Torpedo... Beth wanted to pick up an Iron Fist book, and because she, she you're not. But that's the... the thing. Anything that's good, those places don't carry right. it. You used to be able to find that in the books of death because they would just have tons of them. Yeah, that's the type of the the, the booths of death were the type of place I was thinking that by Comic Con you would see tons of Rebirth trades in. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not confident with that at all. The comic guys are all gone. Yes. In terms of comic book dealers, you have the Silver and Golden Age guys, and that's it. And you have the guys at the big tables that are selling new books. Artist Alley was but pretty much the same. One of the things, that, and, and we know one of the guys that does that <laughs> that type of booth that has the big table, and it's got all the that weeks and the, the recent right. books or whatever. And one of the things he said is he feels like less than 25% of the people that come to the booth have ever stop into, a, stop into a comic shop weekly or bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. And I said 25% is high. Yeah. I think the people that are going to shows in Southern California now are guys who never go to comic book stores. I agree with that. At all. Yeah. I mean, not even... They're, they're you buying, get a lot they're, of families they're buying and things their, like tra- that. They're buying their trades online. They're reading online. Uh-huh. They're stealing online. They're interested in the toys and stuff like that. I saw the toy guys moving stuff fairly quickly, but everything else was just kind of stagnant. Even yeah. Artist, Artist Alley, the, the, the one thing, the gentleman that Mike found up in... Um, Emerald City, luckily enough, was there, and that's the prints that I bought. Um, and then I bought a cool K2SO full metal jacket one. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's people that I all know. It's prints I've all seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not their fault. I mean, that's the fact that we go to a lot of so so right. shows, and it's hard to get into these places. Talking to the gentleman that I talked about that that Mike saw at Emerald City, he's been trying to get into San Diego for three years. 
there's the waiting list is non-existent because he said no one gives up their spot. <coughs> well, BBC America's been saying that. Oh my yeah. god, BBC America's been saying that for a while because they have such a tiny booth and they've grown to be so big with you know Doctor Who and and Orphan yeah, Black and all this. They they just yeah, but they've been wanting to expand their. Booth. The last time you bought anything that had to do with Doctor Who. Uh, last year at Comic Con. Really? Yeah. Interesting. The new season starts up next week. By new season, you mean there's like one episode, right? No. The new season. I thought the new season was next season year. Season 10. No, it's it We're here. Uh, we're finally here on it. Great. So you can watch two episodes and then you're going to be like, oh yeah, now I remember why I didn't really miss this. No, this is the last year, year for Stephen Moffat and last year for Peter Capaldi. Yeah, wasn't, has it been like 18 months since it's been on the air besides the Christmas special? Yeah, almost. Yeah. You're going to realize that you didn't miss it. It's basically what happened to me with S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I missed miss the, the third of the last third of show. You know what? I don't miss this show. I don't miss Gotham show starts up too next week. I don't care. I don't care about. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't miss Gotham when I was watching it. Going, wow, this is not great. <coughs> so is there anything? Jeez. I think you told you I've been sick. Yeah, this is sick. This is like you've got like bronchitis or something. Is the cat just like brushing her fur off into your throat in the middle of the night? Oh my god, that was. Did you get? Did you ever have a point in terms of those three days where you just looked at it and went, "I don't know if it's really worth coming to Anaheim for"? No, I because I still enjoy. I still enjoy the atmosphere. I wish there were more panels because that's it. With the lack lack of panels and with the lack of me finding any. My problem with these types of shows, and maybe that's just the cynicism of me, and also working in this type of industry, is I don't find anything new. Yeah, although Beth the did art, say... the art used to be the things that I would find new. I don't find anything new. Yeah, for the most part, mm-hmm. in these type of places anymore. The guys that used to do the indie books that I would flock to, I did buy one. It was Raptors versus T Rex, which is done as a fun kind of, not necessarily a children's book. Looked more like a tween book, but it's basically two sure. raptors talk to each other, and it's just T Rex that's hunting them the whole time. That's the kind of thing I used to find three or four times. This I didn't find it at all. The walk yeah. in a, a walk in the clouds, which I need the latest issue of. I didn't even see her. I know she was there, but somehow I missed her. Um, but that type of stuff, you know, even seeing something like Dustin Newen, I'm going, I love Dustin Newen's art. I know what he's doing. I know what his new prints are because they're all based off of Super Sons. He's the variant artist for it. I don't need any of that. Um, or I can get it at San Diego. Yeah, yeah I, get it San Diego. You know, I, I, I don't buy prints from Livio anymore because they're the same thing. Right. I even didn't buy the, the, the print that I said I was going to buy from the Ninja Bot. I got my custom, yeah. which is so gorgeous. But I was going to buy the, the Rogue One print, and I didn't. Right. I, I walked away on Sunday as I got in the car and went, crap, I never bought that print. Um, so, But again, I'm going to see them in San Diego, <coughs> so it's not like I'm not going to get it. Did you did you tell uh, um, did you uh, which one you wanted for San Diego yet? No, I couldn't think of one. I thought you said you wanted IG-88. Oh, yeah, no, I, t- I already told him that. Uh, I, I, thought had, you, I, th- I thought you meant the exclusive. They're did doing, he, they're, did they're he say anything to you? Because yeah. he, he and I had a bet about it. Yeah, well, I had already told you. I told you at dinner the first night that I. Was but I. But he and I had already had the conversation. Had about going. He goes, "What do you?" He goes, "As soon as I saw the Boba Fett, and I said he did boss first. You did boss first, right? Yeah. I said he's going to have you do all of them. He goes, "Yeah. Who do you think is going to have me do next? Because I want to be prepared." I said. I said, without a doubt, IG88. Oh, there would have been I, a doubt. I, I would have been I a doubt s- because I love Zuckus' design. Well, see, and that was it. I was like, I would say Zuckus or Forloom. I said, then wouldn't be Forloom. Zuc- Zuckus is probably Zuckus is probably a, a favorite design of mine. But the whole is a design. IG88 right. would probably be easier. Right, but I, but I went, of- I went. Let's see. Uh, maybe I only see him twice a year. It's still going to take me know, another know, year and a half to finish that. I said, I, I said probably Zuckus. I said, well, or maybe put Zuckus and Forloom together. And I went, no, no, he won't do that because he's you're doing it each individual. 
So it also costs I, more. I would have said Zuckus. I said no. I said I guarantee you it's IG88. Then it'll IG88 be Zuckus. Was the easiest one. Then ever. it'll be Zuckus after that. Again, I did Boba Fett. Simply originally I was going to do Vader, but I've had him. I had him do the Vader pop cat for yeah. Melissa two years ago or last. last or no, it was two years ago. <coughs> and I was just thinking of like different characters, and I thought of supers or whatever. And I said, you know what? I do. It's one of those things where because Boba Fett became so popular and so yeah. prevalent. I kind of moved away from really loving Boba Fett, and I was just like, but I still love that design. It's so amazing. Let's just do Boba Fett. And then I, it wasn't until Friday that I really thought about it, and I said, you know what? If I'm going to do this, keep, keep going. I might as well do the five of them. Right. And, and I, I knew as soon as I saw you, so as soon as I saw the Boba Fett there, that I was like, I guarantee you. I, was, I, I thought it was cool that he put that one up. That was one on the outside. For yeah. Uh, Ethan bought the uh, Logan print from him. The... Yeah. No, I was there when he bought it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and that and the long claw is the only thing I bought there. Yeah, Beth did say she's never going to leave you alone in the booth with me because she didn't like carrying around three Omnis for a while. That's not my fault. <laughs> she goes, you to find something. Because she, she walked by on Sunday and goes, see, they're all still sitting here. You could have picked them up now. <laughs> it, it was when because I, it's you one, know, it's, early on in the day. Yeah, and it's, well, it's also, yeah, but I guess it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a thing where I have with, it's not stupid. It's almost everyone knew it where they're just like, oh, I love that I'm going to get that. I love that I'm going to get that. I love that I'm going to get that. And they don't get anything. Right. It's like, what the fuck are you here for? Right. Mm-hmm. Especially something like WonderCon where there isn't a lot of panels. Sure. There's a lot. It's like, what What exactly are you here for? Oh, no. I wanted to get them. It was just over over when over. I was going to pick them up. Yeah. But again, it just would have been. It, it, it's. You had a hotel fairly close. Yeah. You made a big deal about making sure you had one. Eric made a big deal when we went to the Angel Stadium. Like, you realize you can't go out and put. The things away. I was like, I won't have anything that I need to put away. If I have to, I have to leave something with. I can leave it with a ninja bot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave anything with a ninja bot. We were very sad at the end. We were saying goodbye. She's like, you didn't leave anything with us. I'm like, I know. I broke tradition. <laughs> All right. So and now there are no traditions. So we're going to end on that note because the WonderCon of broken traditions. <laughs> <laughs> WonderCon of broken dreams. <laughs> That's true. Well, we'll have San Diego. We have for, see San Diego. We, we always, haven't done San Diego the last two years either. We've had we have. no. We haven't done. We haven't gone to the same place though. No, but you and I have, Friday we have our all of those Star Wars panels. Oh no, I'm talking about it, it, even San Diego is going to be this year. San Diego is going to be totally different because Melissa's going. Yeah, and it's Melissa's going. Our friend Kai is going, so she'll spend time with the two of them. But it's also, you know, I've. I'm not saying I have to, but you know, I'll be with her, and who knows what we're going to do one right. way or the other. San Diego is always weird because we run into a lot of different people and. And, you know, I have a lot of friends and stuff that come up that I haven't seen yeah. in a while and, and what have you. And I got some – That's yeah, I don't I've enjoy it. It's, just, it's sort of like it just I look at some of the things, and especially as, as I've gotten not older in terms of just an age, but also the fact of going to WonderCon for six years. The certain things I look forward to, I don't see as much anymore. Right. Because we don't spend a lot of time together. We don't go and walk through downtown Disney or whatever. We don't, you know, go to the stu- – we didn't go to Lucille's or the other Mexican places. We couldn't figure out where the hell the other Mexican place was. And right. we weren't going to put 14 people in there. So I think it only holds 20. <coughs> yeah. um, so we waited two and a half hours for a tortilla joe. That was freezing. Um, we didn't, you know, there isn't panels that we go do together. We don't see each other in the morning. It's sort of like no one really cares one way or the other whether they're there or not. It's like, yeah, oh, I'll show up, whatever. And, and, and I've seen it with a couple of WonderCons. We went with Kay, and it was like 1 o'clock. And everyone's like, ah, we're just going to go home. Yeah. I'm like, it's 1. We've been here for like an hour and a half. <laughs> eh, hell with it. Let's just go home. And I'm like, well, then this doesn't – if you're going to a con where you don't care whether you're there for two hours or not, I don't know why you're going. That's, that's sort of the thing. It's like sure. it doesn't seem to really matter 
to to that sort of thing, especially something like that where you've got to go out of your way. Yeah, but to be fair on that, that's when it was also Easter Sunday, and you know having yeah, a little Easter Sunday had nothing to do with that day that everybody went home early. I mean, this is this is like the first or second time that we were there, right? And Sunday it was. I still remember being in the lobby down in the E spot and or, or the E building or whatever, and just going like, "Are we staying? Or are we going?" And I was like, "Ah, the hell with it. Let's just go home." And it was you know one o'clock. Yeah, I was like, "Okay." I mean, Mike and I used to leave San Diego at two o'clock, but Sunday at San Diego was so much different for us back then. Right. That was the day we just went in and just like. Oh, you already bought some shit. Well, we that was those are the days where we bought all that stuff on Sunday. We went well, with all yeah. the boots that were fifty percent. But you also off. knew right where you're going too, and it yeah, was, we knew right where we were going. We picked up and then we left. Our wish list was a lot bigger, yeah. and you could find a lot of those wish yeah. lists too. So mm-hmm. that's nowadays, that's what it is. Like, like you can't find any books. Like I have a fucking shitload of books that I'd love to find and look for, but going through the booths of death, and I'm just like, yeah. it's in terms of a wish list, because free? because of working on, at the shop now, I end up getting a lot of the stuff that I look yeah. for. Right, it's. Stuff that maybe you don't know you were looking for or kind of surprises or cool things. And there's some things I just don't order well, then, for that You know what? Reason. We just have to make an effort to do those things because we haven't done – like we used to do – everybody had a list of so many titles that they were looking for, specifically looking yeah, but for. You don't in, find in this those, specific though. case, yeah. That, in this specific case now, <clears throat> the pictures that I posted two years two years ago, the last time it was in Anaheim, yeah. I, brought, I bought 22 books in one shot in yeah. one of those booths. So I remember my boss yelled at me for it. He was like, holy crap. Like, why didn't you just buy him from me? And I'm like, I, it wasn't that. It was, And a lot of that stuff was. I found like the collection of the old Joker 70s right. series, Underwater Welder, a book that was kind of like on my secondary list. Like I'm not running out to get this, but if I see it in one of these, I'm going to buy it. Right. Black Widow number one from the Phil Noto series, the Harley Quinn stuff from Terry Dodson. Again, something where I'm not running out to get it, but if it's there, I'm going to pick like, it up. I know, it ha- I know you have it at the store, yeah. but – but it's also later. finding it when you yeah, find it in that. It's fine, and then when you're also in the thing where you just keep pulling, yeah, and yeah. you're like, "I've got a huge stack," and then we bring it down to to not as huge a stack. Those booths aren't there anymore. At least right. they weren't here. I mean, even San Diego last year. I mean, I used to find twenty to thirty books in in, in four days there. Right. And last year at San Diego, I think I had less than fifteen. The booths are all ran by the same. Yeah. People too. yeah, I had I had less last year. I know that there was one year you had like thirty four. I had like close to like 30 or something mikey had i miss those days yeah and you I were up in the high 20 almost on, on the coffee table yeah, in the dude. yeah in we, the hotel and we had the stack going up we, and we'd lay them all out in the bed and it was like okay here's the first day hall here's the second day yeah. oh here's the final hall and everything <laughs> it, you don't we don't have that anymore because I, but I, the, every, everything i bought that wasn't a print fits in a short box and that yeah. includes all the toys that i bought i mean all the toys that i bought in terms of it's gonna be a long show. It's two hours. Did we hit two? It's almost. It's wow, one fifty four. Fifty five minutes since the last time I mentioned that. Yeah. Um, long show is a long show. This is an interesting show. Yeah. Uh, it just. I, I I'll be honest. After WonderCon, I'm worried about San Diego. Because I don't want to just look through pops. Your panel listing will at least be better. Thank so, God. Yeah. But yeah, you don't think the vendor listing will be better? No. The no. vendors don't change. The vendor, the vendors don't change, and these guys don't. The guys that are there, 
Like like Mikey said, all those ETH booths are the same people. Yeah, well, no, it's those those yeah. three and the guys that run that Stan Lee is going to sign here. Right. Surfer guy. That was the original. Yeah, the, surf, yeah, the, the, the bald guy that's pissed off at coming yeah. to his show. <laughs> he was terrible last year, too. Yes. And even then, like the, the some of the other kind of secondary guys that we went to, yeah, we said the Surfer guy was only 25% off all the time. He has a table in the back that's 50. But yeah, it's all junk. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's if, if, the e, if the ETH booth is bringing the same stuff they brought to WonderCon, yeah. I'm not buying anything at WonderCon. Everything I'm thinking, I specifically saved. You a mean whole if, bunch if they're bringing of, it to San Diego? Me, San Diego. I saved a bunch of rebirth stuff that I was interested. In. Flash, Hal Jordan, um, Batgirl, <laughs> stuff that like I read the first issue and I said, okay, I kind of like this. Right. I'll buy the trade when it comes out, and I kind of saved it for if I find it at a show. Yeah. There's you might get. There. You might get those next year. That's the thing. It might be next year, but it's kind of hoping because as many as many people as like bought a good number of them, and we're yeah. like, oh, this could be. But again. Nothing. Those years where I found Doom 2099, just something weird. Sure. Where you're like, Warren Ellis wrote this. Yeah. I'll buy that. <laughs> Stuff like that that, I'll, that I look at now and I'm like, I read it. And even if it's something where I read it and I'm going, I'm never going to read this again. I don't care if I moved it. But it was cool to find and read it and right. find the kind of the different pieces out of it. And I just don't see it anymore. And I didn't see anything that I had already bought. Yeah. In those type of booths. Obviously, the Pulp well, Fiction booth. Pulp Fiction went 50%. Like I said, they brought their, their overstock. I ended up with Omega Men's uh, Shock Rockets hardcover, which I didn't even realize existed. Yeah. And I think I ended up buying one of the one of the um, uh, Epic Collection Star Wars from Marvel. <laughs> for, I don't even remember which one it was. That shows you how much I was really interested mm, in. Say it was like a legacy? I don't think so. No? No. I don't remember. Well, it was a legacy title because all of them oh, yeah. are legacy. Right. Even even uh, her, her universe had a very small, you know, <laughs> they didn't have anything because there was a certain top that Beth wanted that they've usually had at every show. And is it fifty eight dollars? Probably. Is it? Hey, we're for women as long as you're a size two or smaller. Um, sorry, was that sarcastic? <laughs> <laughs> I love Star Wars. Now that I've been hired by Star Wars. I'm really into Star Wars, then, man. I was after I got hired by Star Wars. So, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Yeah, I think we're going to wrap things up now. <laughs> no, let's do more tangents. More tangents? Uh, Ethan, how was WonderCon for you? You've been quiet. You bought a sword. I'm surprised, surprised. You I bought did, a sword and a print. I told you, yeah. Wait, okay, when, when you did, got a melon when, with it? Wait, when, mm. did you, when did you buy the sword? Right before I left. Right before you left. So, you saw Rich before he left. Yeah. And you didn't kill him with the sword thinking he was a zombie. <laughs> no. What happened to Rich? Cut his head off. Just put it right through his brain. It's a White Walker. It was also fun seeing Arabella dressed as X-23. That did work out. Yeah. Mm. The head. The... I will admit, I think part of my cynicism is I'm so over cosplay. Yeah. There's some really good cosplay out there. There's so much of it. I don't even look for it. Anymore. Right. I took two pictures. I took one Were of I took one of Darth Jafar. Yes. That guy was awesome. And I took the one of the, the rebel fleet trooper with the Death with Star the Death plans Star, yeah. with Darth Vader's saber through his stomach. That was epic. It's a lot of epic, but again, I'm seeing like what's the difference between the first Suicide Squad Harley and the eightieth? Right. Like that eightieth one, I'm going, Great, you dressed up just like seventy nine other women. Yeah. I know well, it's also, fun for them and I know it's great, but Unless I'm experimenting, and Sebastian has talked about this at Comic-Con, just going through and taking pictures, just standing in one spot and seeing how many Deadpools walk past him and take their picture. Right. And see how many he can get in a day. That's well, it was just like with the Negan. I, I oh, thought God, about it. so much Negan. I, I thought about it at the, uh, you know, on Saturday. is like I should have taken that severed head that Arabella was walking around with and seen how many Negans I could have gotten hitting it. 
You know, because I could have probably walked out there with eighty, at least eighty pictures of There's Negan. So much Negan. I know a lot of people said, "Oh, I didn't see a lot of Negan." I saw a lot. Oh my I god, I saw Negan. so much. And it's because ne- Negan's cheap. That's the same thing with the Harley from Suicide Squad. Yeah. All the, everything she has is available at Hot Topic. Yes. You can put that outfit together for less than a hundred dollars. I saw a mom and a, and a toddler uh, both dressed as Harley. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow." Okay. No, another thing about the cosplays though, and WonderCon's turned into an like an anime con. It's like. If I'm walking around and I'm like, I don't know who you are. That's what you Beth know? kept saying. Well, that was the what the started cosplay. Mm-hmm. Star Wars and anime. Yeah. At San Diego for so many years, right outside of Ballroom Twenty, right when you coming off the, mm-hmm. the sales pavilion, yeah. they used. That's where the group yep. of anime cosplayers used to be. Yeah. And they would all there, and they're all hanging out, and all taking pictures of each other, or whatever. And that's where we saw. We saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of Star Wars. And then you started seeing Spider-Man suits, and you started seeing X-Men and stuff like that. And then it exploded as mm-hmm. you know a bunch of girls with big boobs figured out that they could make a living at this and go to Dubai. Yeah. So, And then they could also figure out, oh, I can walk around in my underwear. Well, well there was a, the one th- – were, were you there with the with the Wonder Woman who was who was just yes. body painted? painted? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what Beth goes. Beth walked like – Wait, where was that? At WonderCon. Saturday. This year? Yeah. Oh, Beth walked like – I don't think it was the day you were no, there. I think no, it was Saturday. She, Beth walked like she's not – I saw her like, when she nope. turned around. When she turned awesome. around at one point, I looked. I was like, "That's just body paint." But even then, I looked at her like, "Okay." But there was a girl. time when you remember when Emma Frost and and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Scarlet Witch were like the two biggest yeah, costumes. You don't see those, yeah. At all. And they Hell, just even basically Slave Leia, you don't see anymore. Yeah, which just, I mean, it's fine because it's the, the two things. Welcome, well, yeah, but. the Slave Leia that I only see now is the gender bent one. Right. There's a lot of dudes dressed up as girls. I'm so over that. Yeah. It's just like we get it. You know, the whole that's fine. At least do something creative with it, like the fun stuff that I see two years ago at WonderCon when the uh, a bunch of the like kind of the, the girls that dressed up as Disney princesses did them all as fet costumes, all right. Mandalorians, where they had this, and they did the slave Leia like the year before, that kind of thing. That was kind of fun and interesting as you sort of mashed up those pieces, and that's kind uh-huh. of what's left. All the way back in San Francisco with the guy with the Mandalorian costume as Wolverine, yeah, Wolver Fett, and I was like, that's awesome. Darth Jafar was sort of the same thing. <laughs> right. But there's just so many times. Some of the Star Wars stuff I still get into because it looks cool to have 10 Or there's Jack, in a Jack row. Sparrow, Kylo Ren. Yeah. And there was the guy that, I swear that guy was actually <laughs> Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, everybody that guy it. looked exactly like Johnny My Depp. My favorite one, and I think this is probably the best one that I've seen in recent memory, is there was a girl that was dressed up as Doctor Strange, but she had a friend. Dressed yeah, up I as saw the, the cape and the, cl- the cape, and it was perfect because he was sewn like into the cape. Yeah, it was like a and so he was just group. like, yeah. yeah, he was just like moving around with his arms up. Yeah, he like would come blackout. and take pictures with people and just like put his arms over their shoulders. Uh, if he, if she stuff. would take two steps, he would take two steps. Yeah, yeah. Was, no, there was fun stuff like that. They had the, the, the World of Warcraft that... one or whatever, or the Overwatch that big, huge, gigantic thing. Yeah, and then you had the Transformers now. Yeah, but those guys are pros. Yeah, it's just it's sort of you look at those guys and. The guy who did the the Overwatch one is works in Hollywood. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just we're just gonna show it off. And I'm like, okay, but yeah, it, it's kind of taken over. So many badges that go to that. And the funny thing with one, the funny thing with WonderCon is there's almost none of the big name cosplayers that people know are right. at WonderCon because they were all in Dallas. Yeah, because Dallas paid them to go there. WonderCon won't pay them to go there because it's like we don't need you. And Dubai is this weekend. Oh, Dubai. I wonder if Olivia was getting gold bars out of an ATM. Well, he he sent. Uh, there's a lot of pictures he's been posting. Yeah, I haven't seen the pictures. I know it was last year or the year before where it's like it's an ATM for gold balls. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's nuts. All right, now we're actually going to end it, right? <coughs> yeah, so, no, yeah, that's our, that's our WonderCon wrap-up. Uh, it's still a good show, but, I mean, it's not it, – it's, it's, it's a family show now. 
They're all family shows. It's a toy show because it's a more doable show in terms of cost-wise. Yeah. And it's a toy show. So well, they're all toy, they're all toy shows and they're all family shows because what's happened now is the people that go to those are people who are on the fringes of that pop culture. Mm-hmm. That's where we see a lot of people. Well, you also have the people that are going to that show 10, 15 years ago now have kids. Well, no, because they live in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> but no, the, you know, the idea, again, <coughs> right, kids are usually, younger kids are usually on the fringe of that pop culture. Right. It's not until you get teenager, early 20s, where you really immerse yourself in it. Yeah. Like dorks used to, like me, like Eric, yes. like you. Yes. So those type of people that are there, they're not looking for comic books. They're not looking for the – they want Captain America figures and right. Spider-Man figures and Batman figures and Star Wars figures and pops. Yeah. And that's all they want. They don't want anything else. They're looking at Legos. The guy that I bought the little Legos from, the first time I bought the little minifigures, he had four kids there that were just raking up minifigures. Yeah. Just That was it. They were just buying Star Wars and, and Marvel minifigures. This kid just like, I need Cap. I need Angel. I need Wolverine. I need Deadpool. I need the other Deadpool. I need this Batman. I need Bane. I need this. You know, and I'm looking at it going, I need the two dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, what else did I get? I don't even remember what else I got from him. But it was just like, okay. Those mainstream people were there. <coughs> I'm going to move this away. All right. So, yeah. Make sure. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show. We're also on Instagram as Nerdables. So, for Chris, Mikey, and Ethan, I'm already saying we'll talk to you next week.